0: What's up, everybody? It's Hotline League, episode 116. A little laggy edition as Spectrum Internet is still not fixing our Internet. Three weeks after this, it's overloaded. Everybody's dealing with it here in L.A. Scar was tweeting about it. So we're not sponsored by Spectrum for this episode because, uh, yeah. Either way, but we are sponsored by Alienware. Shout out to them. Thank you so much to Alienware. We got Mark Zimmerman here, my constant co-host. How's it going, Mark?
1: Uh, I'm tweeting. My brain doesn't have the power to do this and to answer that question.
0: Your brain like I physically hard... stop
1: typing okay. while, while I said that. Let me
0: know when you're done typing. We'll just okay. wait patiently. Mm-hmm. Well believe mm-hmm. there's like another person on the show mm-hmm. that could talk while well, we I do something else. We always go constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman, and then we go to the guest. And I'm not willing well, you to should... change the formula for the intro to the show.
2: I can be the co-host. Is your tweet yeah, just done be my co-host or... oh, yes.
1: now. You can pull all the callers. You can get my paycheck if you do all my work for this episode.
2: Oh, yeah, because I know how to do all that stuff, so I got it. Listen. This won't be a
1: disaster.
0: Are you done, Mark? No, because you're distracting me. You're not actually helping. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Prawley's here. Prawley, how's it going?
2: (laughs) It's going, you know, just living my best life playing video games all day. What's it been like for you
0: doing the LCS from your bedroom?
2: Um... Not too bad. Uh, it is funny, though, since I'm not... Oh, my
1: oh text! Right? Who is it? Oh. We have a rule on this show that if you get a text, you have to read that out loud. Oh, Just it's like, mentioned,
2: like mentioned by Mark Zimmerman.
1: Oh, oh. God.
0: Aww. What an exciting got my text. my hopes up. Either way, sorry, continue. LCS from home. How's, how's it?
2: Yeah, um, so a big difference is usually in the studio... We have some kind of, like, physicality. I can understand people. But when we're online, every time Dash opens his mouth, Mark obviously thinks <laughs> that Dash is talking to him. So Mark just talks. So uh, that's interesting, and that's a difference between online and, uh, you know, on a studio.
0: Is that studio. true, Mark? <laughs> uh,
1: I will say the knowing when to talk and, like, having visual <laughs> cues is, makes it a lot harder, uh, especially when you're having... A show that is not supposed to feel like a podcast, you know? Uh, so it, it's definitely a little bit weirder, uh, but we're getting better. We're, we're we're getting there. We're figuring it
0: I out. I feel like the cone prevents us from seeing the cat.
1: I just got to angle it a little bit more and make sure I this out of the way. Is, this that is more cat important than being able with the to hear cone? Because
0: he seems to not really care about it, or has he just gotten used to it?
1: Uh, It took, a, you know, like a day or two to get used to it, but now he's he's all... He doesn't, just, doesn't this really is mind. my life
0: now? He's just accepted it?
1: Yeah, he's all about it. Yeah.
0: Well, how have you been, Mark? You want to? I, I didn't get a chance to intro you because you were tweeting, but now the tweet's done. So tell me about it.
1: Uh, I think this speaks pretty well for my, my state of mind. I uh, started doing a puzzle while drinking screwdrivers with Ashley last night. Um, Who won? Well, I, you don't win puzzles. It's <laughs> a collaborative building effort. It was only two hundred fifty-two, and we only got the uh, like out. Side frame done. We did none of none of the inside pieces, um so that's where I'm at.
0: Aren't there like a million other video games? Like you could be playing Animal Crossing with her.
3: Mm.
1: You can't. No, I would have to buy another Switch then.
0: You guys only have one Switch. Yeah. Oh, come well, on, Mark. I pay you enough. You could. You, you can't like
2: put <laughs> it up on the screen and then both of you guys have a controller.
0: No, no. It is like you need you Do need two co-op? different Switches so that you can play together. Oh. Yeah, it's not co-op.
1: We've we talked about doing co-op games. We'll probably do them at some point, but. Uh... All
0: right. Well, whatever.
3: Anywho, <laughs> how about you? Me. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's been an interesting week for sure. It's been an mm. interesting oh, week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about Team Liquid. Ninth place.
3: What the fuck? That's
1: predicted. Wild. It doesn't really make sense that that's the second worst team in the league.
0: I mean, I just love like it wasn't until I knew that they didn't make playoffs, but it wasn't until I just saw your tweet just now that I knew. Like in my mind, I'm like, yeah, surely. Like I just assumed like eighth or seventh place, obviously, even though even though that doesn't make any sense because there were tiebreakers for who would make it in. Clearly, those teams would be the ones that would be above ninth place.
1: Yeah, it's not, ooh, we missed playoffs. We were the second worst team in the league. Well,
0: I had CLG who had like a historically yeah. bad start. Like I think halfway yeah. through the split, they had like, CLG I think has the worst start to a split in a post-franchising era. Like we're we're going back to uh, like velocity levels. And coast, of, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's real bad. I Twitch chat right now spamming the when you're chasing greatness meme, which I, I absolutely love.
2: And, like, to add insult to injury, this has also been, like, the weirdest kind of split, where it does seem like, other than C9, every team was figuring it out. Yeah. It wasn't really, like, we had a whole bunch of teams that are, like, consistent, and you just couldn't break into that, and they had, like, a (laughs) rough start. It was like, dude, everyone's just beating everyone. No, I mean, I think,
0: think like, halfway through the split, there was a question about whether or not EG would even make playoffs, and they finished second place. Like, there was so much room for any (laughs) team to, like, succeed.
1: I had a joke tweet where I was like, man, after watching like the Immortals vs. Dignitas game, it's no surprise Team Liquid is struggling to make playoffs. <laughs> and, like These are the 6th and 7th place yeah. team in an hour-long Ocean Soul game that they're fucking losing.
2: <sighs> Ocean Soul is not that strong, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry
0: about it. So, by the way, uh, we are voting uh, all the different folks who have access to... The- Wait, am I allowed to say that I have it?
1: to the player the the mvp and stuff yeah, yeah yeah we talked about it on the dive that we recorded today
0: okay i don't know well i don't know if i'm allowed to say that i'm part of it let's just say that i may or may not be part of this but the you've pe- been a part of it every split the people <laughs> could you, the people who do vote in this should know that um or the people who do vote in this are are now able to start voting in it and i don't know if uh if I'm in it or not, we'll we'll find out. We'll all find out together. Yeah. But, well,
1: then how
3: do you know um, they're able to vote?
0: Um, I've uh, sources have told me. <laughs> so, okay, uh, okay, okay. Hang on. the The rules are only that I you have to hold say, off Ooh. on on. Okay, yeah, I can only hold off on on saying. Okay, so I can officially say I'm I'm part of the voting committee as I always have been. But, uh, so I think this show in particular, we can have a lot of people call in and make their pitches. I'm actually down to. To have people pitch us on because I doubt you haven't voted yet, Mark, right? Nope, not yet. Because I think the ballots haven't come out, or maybe they just came out or something. I don't
1: know. I, I have an email. I haven't clicked it yet okay. though, because I'm lazy.
0: Well, regardless, uh, so I'm down to have people pitch us. Um so as I've just bring this up now because I think a lot of people start thinking about their takes and questions and all that stuff beforehand. Uh but lots to talk about. But let's maybe spend some more time on the TL stuff before we start taking calls. Uh Mark And Prawley, question for you. This is my new theory. I want to put this out
2: there. I'm glad I'm an afterthought on the
4: show.
0: I want to put this out there.
3: Should TL trade
0: Broxa for Smithy? Uh,
3: no. Really? I think it'd be funny. I mean... uh...
1: We talked about it a little bit on the dive.
0: Yeah, which by the way, I had messaged you beforehand and said I want to talk about this on Hotline League. This is my spicy conversation. And Then I hear Kobe from the other room going like, "Hey," but I'm not allowed to flame Kobe tonight because he got the Panda Express for us tonight. So, but regardless, oh, okay. I had the <laughs> yeah, idea before I heard it on the dive. Yeah,
1: you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this yeah. comes out before tomorrow too. So, yeah. Uh, but I, I think it might have. They would have got playoffs with Smithy. I think, but they wouldn't be, like, beating EG or 100 Thieves or C9 or or anything. So I don't think... I think it would have been a little bit better with Smithy, but not significantly.
0: Uh, Danon says, would IMT bench Ika or Soaz? I mean, I think they could sub out Ica or Broxa.
1: I mean, in this world where okay. these trades aren't bound by salaries and things like that, Presumably, you could get Broxen and Demonte or something in, in your your magical hypothetical. Yeah, world.
0: I, I mean, I I assume Steve would if Steve, Steve wanted this, he could pay money to Immortals to get
3: Xmithy's contract. I
0: Do you mean, think
3: that was the missing ingredient in this split.
0: No, but okay. Here's here's what it is. I think a lot of people look at that team and they think. They they just don't trust each other. They don't have the chemistry right now. Like, And by the way, I want to preface this to say like, I'm not saying this because I think Broxa is bad or a bad fit or a bad player. I actually really like Broxa. I think he had some stand-up moments. I think I think he looked about as good as almost anybody on that team did. This play. Let's put it that way, right? Like, You can go find bad moments and you can find good moments and I think you can say that about literally any of the players on that team. And so um, it's not about Broxa. It's more like everyone on that team just seems so mentally boomed. And so if you Mm -hmm. just were like, we're gonna just bring back the roster that you won two years with, if you are trying to fix mental boom, I feel Mm -hmm. like that may be the best way to do it.
2: I mean, do you think Team Liquid is like romanticizing how they were with Smithy? And being like, oh... I don't think that the
0: players are all like, if only we had Smithy here but I feel like the chemistry is just fucked. And if, if Smithy walks into a scrim, sits down and it suddenly starts to feel like it did a year ago, maybe because like, the problem is how do you fix that fucking team now? Right? Like who, who are you supposed to trade? What are you supposed to do? Like people look at the, like people can make an argument. I think about any of those players getting traded to any of the coaches. Like, There's no clear solve for this. The solve I feel like is a chemistry thing, and so by going back and bringing them like the happy memories of before with that same lineup, I think I think it's something worth discussing. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm somewhat in the camp about sometimes you just need a change of scenery and that really sucks. But like, you need some way to mentally reset because the worst thing would be like you load back in. Yeah. You know, after taking some time off, you go to your first scrim set and you lose, and it's the exact same feeling as spring. So I definitely agree. If they have the means to and, and can actually make a, a reasonable move of some kind, Team Liquid should probably look into it. But I don't think like players feel the hardest to move.
2: I mean, I think one thing was the you know, the pre-season lack of boot camp they did. I mean, I know like boot camps aren't like the end-all, be-all, but if you have a brand new roster and you can actually spend a couple of weeks like unencumbered by having to win or needing to know a strategy and you guys are just like practicing kind of, you know, with a much more relaxed, like fun atmosphere, and then you learn that way, I think that's pretty important compared to like the first time you guys are like working is you know, five days before LCS.
0: And I mean they weren't even working five days before LCS because they didn't have set, right? Yeah. Like and that makes it worse. That's the thing, I think that team I don't think it's synergy issues. I think it's literally just mental boom. And Twitch chat right now is like, imagine Travis thinking that they should sub out their jungler before impact or before they should sub out double lift or before they should sub. Like everyone had, like this is the very funny thing is that the audience all and the community all kind of agrees TL was bad, but every single person I feel like has a different person that they're pointing a finger at. Like all the different audiences, like, it's Double's fault. It's Jensen's fault. It's Brox's fault. It's the coach's fault. Like, I guess I don't hear too many Corja J ones, but even then people feel like Corja J had some like boomer moments. And so I I just think it's interesting because like, how do you fix that team for next split? And uh I don't know. I think you have to figure out how to like mentally reset them.
3: I think it's
2: a lot easier when you have this kind of break because you can actually have an honest conversation of how you want to approach it next. Uh, the way they came in, and, like, Broxa came in week four, right? Yeah. Um
3: Let's go so with that. So one,
2: like, one big criticism I had on TL was, like, Broxa coming in late sucks, but the one thing you can at least do is you can, like, hyper-focus on one play style or one draft you can play. So at least you have that, because, you know, you're four weeks maybe more behind everyone else. So at least get something down. But I never really saw that with TL. Where It's like, cool, they can play one comp. And once it's banned out, they suck. But at least they can play one comp. Fix
1: it, Travis. It's not... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I mean, like, you think back to those, like, conversations they had with the pick. It was like, oh, yeah, it's bad, but we're learning this champ because we might need it later. It's like, or (laughs) you're so bad that
3: you never get the chance to use it later.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just... What do you guys think the chances oh. are? Sorry, go ahead, Probably.
2: And I do see that you 100% fire the coach. And the only thing I'll say about coaching, because for this roster, if you have a player who believes Spring Split is worthless, if they have a belief in not like putting their all into something, that's hard to change. You can change someone's opinion about something, but... You know, people kill for beliefs; they'll die for their beliefs. It's like to change their belief in what they're doing is not
0: serious. Well, I mean, especially Peter, who is one of the most stubborn hey. people I know. <laughs> I mean, like, you don't yeah. get to, to be like, oh, well, what if you just believe differently? It's like,
2: uh... <laughs> yeah, why don't you just change it? And he's also like the big star of the team too. It's not yeah. like some backup guy was saying I care about spring
0: like I've been kind of quiet about all this stuff it's like complicated because he's my friend so it's not just a matter of you know people will be like oh he doesn't want to flame his friend or something like that it's also a matter of like when I say something people think that like I have some sick insider information because Peter and I have talked about something or whatever I, I just think like the the thing I have told him is like I feel like he just played this split um so poorly from like a Brand Every standpoint. You know what I mean? Like it's it's it obviously he couldn't anticipate that he was gonna get sick and all that stuff, but um mm-hmm. or that like the Broxa shit would get as bad as it got or whatever, but just like the the spring split doesn't matter thing is just gonna echo with him, I feel like, for the rest of his career. And uh I just I think he's hopefully learned a lesson for that. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I uh on on the coaching point, I think it's sadly just one of the easier parts to change up. And like mm-hmm. we you see this in traditional sports where like LeBron failed in the playoffs, fire the coach. <laughs> and you're like, all right, I guess because why not? You're not firing LeBron LeBron, you know? So I think Team Liquid isn't in sort of one of those positions. And obviously Kane and Dodo have had success elsewhere and even earlier on this team. So it's not like a horrible indictment on them, but You know, shit happens and someone's got to, like, you know, pay for it in some sense.
0: I mean, probably what do you do? If you're the, let's say you're the GM of TL, mm -hmm. what do you do? Because this is a question I feel like nobody What the hell?
2: Dude, if I was the GM of TL, I would know so much more than I do right now. Yeah, I
0: guess it's. So
2: my my action is probably very uh, shallow. Um, But you know know what I mean? Like,
0: this question, it's a, like, what is fascinating to me is. Mm I feel like in the past when you have had a great team look bad most yeah. people know what the problem is. It's like oh man there's this like super toxic player on the team that's like blowing everything up or they have like a coach who doesn't know what he's doing or you have a player who is just like like a single player who's holding the team back from success. I feel like with TL just like no one has like a good answer on what to do.
2: Yeah, because I think the issue with TL this spring is there's too many problems.
0: Like, I do think,
2: yeah, them not having a strategy, like one strategy to play, one draft to play, I think that falls on coaching. I think a lot of their drafting issues, again, I've, I've put some of that on coaching. And then the fact that, yeah, their bot lane isn't performing at all. Like, I thought Jensen had a pretty decent split. I think he had maybe a few bad games, but I would say overall Jensen probably played the best on that team. Is that
0: true? Because like, I've heard people up. say that Jensen played the worst. Oh, people compared to everyone on TL.
1: I think he what people don't like is they don't like seeing people not do anything on losing teams. You know, where like uh-huh. he didn't Casio alt that game. Uh, and so I I mean like I think some fans look at that and say that's worse than the guy who fucked up his engage and killed himself. But that's
2: always been Jensen. Like yeah. I feel like that has always been him. Like he's a really stable player, but he's not going to be like you guys are down 10k, he makes his big play. It's like no, he's going to follow up and play team fights really well and like he has good laning phase. But yeah, yeah he's not going to be this Yeah, if the game is just going down the hill, he's just going to look good and just be 00, you know. Okay. Yeah. So So
0: last I, but... last question, and maybe we'll have a take on this soon, but last question on the TL thing. Do you guys feel as though they, this team makes top four in summer?
1: <laughs> I think I, they, I could I could see them doing it. I don't know if they do, but
2: I mean I, th- I think everyone in NA is super inconsistent, um, and I don't think I mean if a big issue on TL is motivation. I think that's something everyone can agree on is accurate um that won't be an issue for summer and the players do have good like ceilings so but they 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 got their
0: motivation back like in week seven
2: (laughs) i mean you can say all that you can say that all you want but if you guys are playing like that when you guys have played so well for two years straight and then you play the way you have been. So that's
0: why I feel like it was a motivation issue in the beginning, and then it became like a mental boom issue in the final three weeks, where like well, they it, don't. People keep saying they don't you know. trust each other. Like they they got to yeah, get that, the environment back. was
1: obviously soured, right? Yeah. It was like we like the interviews and stuff we've seen come out, the deleted ones. You know that's not <laughs> that's not a well functioning team, uh, talking like that. So. I think it is beyond just motivation issues. But when you were talking about like what things you can attribute to who, you know, like obviously Doublelift's attitude and his level of play is like his problem a little bit, but you can also say, I know Jack tweeted this out and it was something that in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, that is true. Like they, they didn't do a training camp. They decided not to, uh, that's like the definition of complacency. And they did it with the, you know, good intentions of, preserving themselves to not get burned out over what was expected to be a long season but that's putting the cart before the horse where you're like yeah we don't want to get burned out after winning spring and going to msi and it's like well you're not in playoffs so i i think you know you can if you wanted to spend an hour like writing down all of tl's problems and like breaking them up like whose fault was this one you know you, you could probably do that but i don't at the end of the day when you start looking at solutions i don't think that there are any easy ones
0: All right, well, whatever. Let's start taking some calls uh, because I'm sure there's going to be a ton to take. Mark, have you started pulling folks? Nope. Okay, well, if uh, you want to explain how the show works.
1: Yeah, can you get rid of this? This server requires two-factor authentication thing in the Discord.
0: I can't, unfortunately.
1: It says resolve, but I don't want to click that button. Um,
0: Yeah, I I can't can't help you.
1: But it's shrink. It's like cutting off the space i have to i don't work you don't
0: even have that on my discord screen i can't help you i don't know what's going on
1: oh i yeah oh, fuck this shit i don't want to two-factor my discord i think i need to yeah uh, anyways if you guys have never seen the show before in twitch chat i've just spammed the link to join up at the discord uh when you get here join pleb topics or pleb calls or sub calls voice channels once you're in here Uh, you're going to want to mute your microphone. And then in the pleb topics and subtopics text channels, you'll go ahead and uh, put what it is you want to talk about. If we like it, we'll pull you from the pleb calls into the uh, waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn. We'll do a quick mic check, and then we'll have you on air just after that.
0: Mark, a lot of people are pointing out in the chat that you've just identified, like, if you didn't need to two-factor your Discord before, you definitely need to now that you've disclosed your your Discord doesn't have two-factor on it. Ah, balls. All right. Also, I'm sure you've had some conversations with people that you don't want leaked. Everybody two-factor. All right. Uh, if you are a sub, by the way, first off, thank you for being a sub. Feel free to put your topic in the subtopics channel, which you can get after you link your Discord with your subs uh, thing on on Twitch. You, list, you link Discord with, with Twitch. That's basically how it works. All right. I know how to talk tonight.
1: Uh you should pull people because I'm authenticating because you told me to.
0: Um, I don't know how to pull. I guess I guess I can try and pull. Probably right, you, I'll do I'll do some I'll time. get some
1: pulling first. Let me get some pulling and then I'll Okay. Uh okay.
0: Are you pulling or am I pulling?
1: I I'm pulling. I'm just, I'm just scrolling because I don't have any fucking room because this thing is in the way. Alright, I'm gonna go check this guy's mic.
0: Okay, great. Love it. How are you doing, probably? I'm doing
2: good. You asked me that, but actually, Travis, how are you doing? I don't think anyone ever asks the host
0: how they're doing. Hanging in there. Um, hello. Oh, hello. Gully Pete. Hello. Where are you, <laughs> thank you for being a Twitch sub. Where are you calling from?
4: Columbus, Ohio. Well, actually, now Inglewood, Ohio. I was Columbus. Oh, you moved? Yeah, kind of. Quarantine.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Stay safe. Well, what do you, uh, you want to talk about on the show tonight?
4: Uh, I wanted to talk about how Blabber is the clear MVP which is made even more amazing by the fact that he had to fill in for Svenskeren.
0: Filling in for Svenskeren, you get extra points for being better?
4: I mean, Svenskeren was really, really good. And to be the MVP immediately after losing the MVP is kind of an amazing feat.
0: What if Svenskeren isn't really good, it's just C9 jungler position is really good. You get like an amazing floor. Reaper micros your
4: brain. Uh, uh, or maybe it's just EG is bad. EG's bad. They're second place. I'm kidding. I'm kept kidding. I'm kidding. EG is well, great. Like seven weeks.
2: That's
0: accurate.
4: Yeah. Seven, <laughs> accurate. Well, either way. No, okay.
0: Uh, so go ahead and make your case.
4: I think uh, just the, the place that the proactive place that Blaber was making is one of the key reasons that Cloud Nine is seventeen and one, and I think yeah like I think a lot of that falls on blabber's shoulders of making very proactive plays and being very aggressive towards other junglers and and fighting for those uh objectives
0: okay, so I mean it sounded like you put a lot of it on the seventeen and one and not as much on it's like yeah Blabber did some good shit to get them there. Couldn't you make that case about most of the players on c nine if not all of them?
4: I mean absolutely, but I think a lot of the aggressive plays and uh and ganking and uh, map control blabber put out uh, was a big reason why. Like, they're all great players, but I think it was... Didn't it again, be the most important players. reason
0: why, not the big a big reason?
4: Yes and no. You can have good players, but not make proactive plays and still lose, which I think might kind of be
0: the case with Team Liquid. I, I guess I'm just saying you're like, yeah, a big reason was Blabber, but again, aren't there big reasons for other players? We need, like, the most... Like, when I go to vote, I need to feel confident in my vote and saying... A big reason why was Blabber. You know, you can say like, oh yeah, well, uh, Sven, you know, won all those games in the beginning of the split without dying a single time. That was huge. Or you can say, man, like, Vulcan played an amazing support thing. That was a big reason why. Like, I, I want to know why why Blabber more than others.
3: Uh, well...
4: Like I said, it was kind of more the the proactive plays. I think he did a really good job of uh, setting up his laners for success throughout the season of uh, just getting some really really good ganks off. Like even the EGU when that he had that nine oh nine game on Gragas, like he made a lot of really good plays that set his laners up for a lot of good shit and controlled objectives pretty well.
0: Gotcha.
4: Now, like their objective control over neutral um, monsters was insane this split, and I think that's something you have to point to towards their
1: success. Has probably answered this. I'm I'm back. I've I've got authentication. I had to ban a troll. No, Probably hasn't answered this. No. I'm just listening. Okay. Well, what What I'll are guess. your thoughts,
2: probably? I don't know. I think um I think it's pretty fair. I think he's definitely a front runner because I think for junglers he's been the best in all 18 games. I think there's I don't think there's a game. Maybe okay. I take that back. There's maybe one game where I can say like the other jungler could that, that like TSM more. game
4: was pretty rough.
2: Yeah, I think there's times where you could say the other jungler did more, but I'd say maybe once, maybe twice. And how much better he is than every other jungler is pretty large, and how accurate he is with his plays is pretty high. So a lot of the time, he's just making really good decisions and getting a lot out of it. And I think early game is just so incredibly important, and I think that's a big part of C9's success. And a lot of that, a lot of early game is, you know, jungler, junglers and lanes coordinating well together. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would say he's definitely going to be in contention for MVP.
5: Yeah, I
1: think um, I haven't decided my vote. I haven't done my deep dig onto every player, but Blabber does, he's become the favorite. I mean, initially, it was Nisqy for the first half of this play. I think I've changed a little bit more to Blabber. Um he does have some games where he, you know, does something dumb and kills himself, but like that's so much less than the times it works out. Um, and that shouldn't be overlooked just because it happens sometimes. He has the fewest deaths of anyone who started all 16 games as a jungler. He has almost double the kills of Santorin. Santorin has 33, he has 59. It's like his lead over his competition is so high for the jungle position. The only thing that's like making me really hesitate with blabber is the fact that sven just got it last split and it does sound a little (laughs) a little weird to give it to the c9 jungler he fucks off and then it's like the new c9 jungler gets it they're both MVPs, but um you know for me i like to value what they actually did on the rift more so than who i think is skill wise the best player in the lcs or anything like that Um, and like blabber was such a beast for so long and in so many of their games.
0: All right. Well, I mean, it sounds like he's a pretty good contender um, based off of his performance. So, Gilly, you might you might have what you want?
4: Uh, if I could vote, he would be my choice. Who
0: would you? Who would be your second?
4: Ah, oh, that's a hard one. I'd probably be Niski. He's had like the week nine that TL game. He had some really good rumble alts. So. He'd, he'd probably be my second choice.
0: Didn't Niski get Player of the Week? Of the yeah. Uh, Vulcan. No, Vulcan. not
4: this week. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's, I think he's got it two weeks in a row. Okay. Or two weeks.
0: Yeah. Hey, Gully Pete, thank you so much for the call. Is there anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller?
4: Uh, Thank you, Alienware. Thank you, Movement. Thank you, Raid. Stay safe and wash your hands.
0: Thanks so much for the call. Hey, Mark, do you want to grab uh Danny Grimm next? Did you pull him? Yes. Does that happen a lot where we all agree with the caller? Sometimes. <laughs> like slightly? Here's the thing. This show has two different types of calls. It has a okay. call where we mostly all agree. And then mm-hmm. Twitch chat and YouTube comments say, wow, the takes are so boring on this show. And then we have takes where people where we don't agree with the caller. And then people say, wow, they just pull all these people with idiot takes that they should just immediately hang up on. and uh, And I can't watch the show because of that. And we bounced between those two takes. Uh, hey, time. your
1: Danny Grimm guy didn't unmute his microphone, so I can't help you. Okay, that's
0: fine. He's, uh, he failed. But it looks like another person. <laughs>
1: yeah, we got someone else.
0: Hey, uh, Dally Man, is that how you, you say your name? Yep. Where are you calling from?
1: Upstate
6: New York. Upstate New York.
0: Uh, well, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight?
6: Uh, my topic is that Doublelift will not be on T- Team Liquid next split. And they will bring in Sneaky, and they will easily be a top two team with that roster. Because I think the main reason they brought in Broxah was because they wanted to have jungle mid synergy. And TL doesn't play jungle mid, they play bot lane. So with Sneaky, he's a better weak side bot laner. So I think that would be a better fit for TL in their current iteration with Broxah.
1: That's hot. It's pretty hot. Who wants to? Who wants to hold? Try and grab the hot take.
0: I don't. I. This is too hot for me. I'm gonna burn myself. Um, I mean, Okay. <laughs> I am going to say one thing is
2: the way that uh, them playing around mid. I don't think was hindered this split. Um, mostly because they brought in tactical, and they still didn't play around mid. And if TL is such a bot-centric team, bringing in sneaky makes less sense. So it's like they have to force this playstyle if they want to get sneaky, but it's kind of goofy because playing around mid and having a weak bot doesn't work well. Because if your bot lane's getting pushed in, they're going to roam through the river and control mid, and then your playing around mid doesn't
3: work All well. All right, let's so...
0: dissect. Hang on, let's dissect okay. this take though before we even get to the sneaky thing.
3: Gotcha. Are we is all hundred percent
0: sure that Doublelift is on this team next split?
3: Yeah, I'd be pretty sure, but I don't yeah, know. I think so. Uh, this might
6: not change next split, but I could definitely see TL making changes before next year. Yeah, because I mean the
0: contracts
1: are all up at the end of the year, so yeah.
0: I just like like from from the outset, like Doublelift has been, and I, I'm going to preface this by saying I don't have any like additional info on this. I don't have some sort of secret line. I'm not talking to Steve or Peter and hearing about them doing trade stuff all I know is what has been what pu- publicly has been done which just like double has, has not seemed as though he is like meshing well with the team right like there's that interview that went up this week about it in the interview that he did with me before we did the different version he was talking about how he was frustrated with the coaches like uh I I just you know, I'm not saying that he's like, he's the obvious change. It's just one of those things where like, I think a lot of people assume there's no world in which he could not be on the team next summer or sorry in this summer. But people said the same thing before he left CLG and people said the same thing before he left TSM. Like people were shocked by these changes. People don't usually expect him to leave a team. And so I just am curious for you guys, like, you know, as we're taking this call and the take is double lift won't be there and it'll be sneaky. We immediately jump to the sneaky thing, which makes me wonder like, are we so like, do we even need to talk about sneaky? If we're so sure that, you know, Peter is going to be on the team.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, makes sense. if we're talking about next split, it just, so one of uh, someone just messaged me and made a good point about with the bumped up schedule, uh, and starting earlier to make room for potentially having MSI in the middle of uh, July or whatever the plan is, you have even less time to really make moves and try to make it. happen. Well, you happen. also
0: can't take... It's very unlikely that anybody will sign international players as well. In my because opinion.
1: everyone's season's so fucked. Well, not just the like, season, it,
0: but also like, hey, player in another country, do you want to come here? Well, like there's a travel <laughs> oh, <yeah>. ban, and <laughs> yeah. our country is like getting yeah. uh, growing cases every single day, like I don't think that you can, you're you're pretty much stuck with the pool of players that you already have here in North America.
1: Right. So anyways, my, my, my overall point is just that like, it's super, super hard to make anything happen between spring and summer normally. And this is a horrible, horrible situation that we're in. So it's very unlikely to have anything possible. So that, just for that reason alone, even if there is this rift between Team Liquid and Doublelift I just don't like. Other than him being like, "Don't play me," like that's that's like the extent that, or or maybe Team Liquid's like, "You don't get to play." Like either way, I don't think it's like a trade him and find some new talent. It would probably just be like tactical and double lift his bench. I don't think or he quit or whatever. I I just don't see how.
0: Well, Dowry, you think or... it's going to be sneaky? So do you have a rebuttal to Mark, who who believes that you'd be wrong?
6: Um. Well, there's a good point that this year is going to be a lot different as far as off season goes. So that could change things. And also the fact that his contract's not up until the end of the year. So I think sneaky, because I think that sneaky wants to still play on a main roster. And as far as I know, he was offered a lot of, um, from a different, he he was given a lot of offers from a different teams and he just didn't accept any of them. So like, he still wants to be in the LCS. So I'm just thinking that like, he's probably the best alternative do you think if you're still looking
3: why not Nash tactical? Around? I think Sneaky's better than Tactical. But it wouldn't make sense to put in Tactical if they can't get Sneaky.
6: But then everyone's going to be like but Double is still there. I think Sneaky would um please the fans as well as like the team and everything cuz I think it's he would be a better fit. I mean that for the that team. actually
0: more than anything is like in losing Double Lift, one of the biggest things you lose as a team is like the the brand, right? Like TSM. But
6: Sneaky also has his own brand. And that's my point. So that would bring is in other like,
0: fans. Yeah. That's my point is that is the biggest reason why I can imagine them using Sneaky rather than Tactical is because if you're losing Double Lift's brand and uh, sort of following and all that stuff, replacing it with another big name would be uh, a good option.
1: I mean, at this point, I don't think your. I think your brand concern is more about fucking getting ninth with this roster and being a bit of a. You, you say that,
0: but whenever Steve goes to sponsors, you want to be able to say, "I've got," you know, one of the biggest faces in the league on my team. Yeah,
1: that's that's a, that's the cherry on top of the you non-existent that, Sunday Ray. Right?
0: But that is not necessarily true. I bet you right now, CLG would much rather have like which which which
1: player has Steve got for. Uh, Followers over performance. Which player has he got that wasn't just like a really like the best player he could potentially get? When has he made this decision?
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, I can't think of too many times. Whenever any team has made this decision,
1: that's my point. Is that people put performance number one above all else?
0: And like, I just. I feel like once you have... All the orgs are in a very different place than they were a couple years ago. They all need to generate significant revenue streams. They all have large sponsorships attached to this stuff. And you got to imagine that a huge amount of... Like, there's a reason Doublelift is the only person in any of these ads on the LCS broadcast. Like... You bring so much tremendous monetary and sponsorship value to your. I brand. feel like
1: you're, we're just talking past each other. I understand mm. the value of. <laughs> fans, I just, I'm dude. saying
0: you're saying when has this ever happened before? I am saying it hasn't needed to happen before. We're in a different world now.
1: I think if he got sneaky, it'd be because the finances worked out, and he thinks sneaky's better than tactical. And if there was a no-name fucking. This, person he could get that was better than all of them he would get that person you
0: don't think Steve would be worried about losing all that brand following
1: I don't think so no I mean Team Liquid has had times where their, their roster was like Golden Glue, Rainover. Over yeah, nobody gave Warlow, a shit about TL
0: before <laughs> then. and they fucking
1: sucked that was the problem was that they were ninth? not that that roster wasn't like C9 doesn't have that many popular players none of their players are over 100k on Twitter Currently, I'm pretty sure. I'd have to double check that, but they constantly shelved their popular players for better talent. And what do you know? They're the best team in the league. Maybe if people are thinking this way that you're suggesting, they need to stop now.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I guess. Uh, I think that there's more to, that goes into a uh, player signing than just is this going to make my team better. That's what I. Think.
1: I.
6: Yeah. I. I, I, I'm, I'm I agree. But
0: no one's going to argue that. Yeah. All right. Dallyman. And also,
6: when you're at ninth place, not doing very little will make your team
0: better. <laughs> Listen, it, when you're chasing greatness, it's not about what you say, it's about what you do. That's what people need to realize. It's <laughs> truth. Dallyman, yeah. thanks so much for the call. Anything uh, you want to say before we move on to the next caller?
6: Yeah. Um, shout out to my um, team at FLCC. We're the first accredited esports program in you know in, um new york um at a community college so just want to give them a shout out
3: and yeah that's about it
0: thanks so much have a good one
3: you too want to do one more caller
0: yeah sure good oh man we've got so many people in the weight room we've got to go through these a little faster uh some shout outs to some subs Enero, thank you for 26 months. Enero is sick in a in his room right now. Um, hopefully he is okay. Quelchinator for the four, Roberto 13, Ririkiri for sold out napkin, Danny Grimm for 10 months, Sheld Easy for, uh, thank you for gifting us a, a tier 2 sub to a Sokka 6. That's very nice of you. We've got Danny Grimm here who hopefully has resolved his microphone issues. Danny, where are you calling from?
7: Hey, Redmond, Washington.
0: That's what I figured. I was working from home
7: interesting as you can maybe hear
0: oh there's a child in the background <laughs> yes oh, i didn't know you were a father either way yeah uh i had hoped to have you on as the second caller but why don't you go ahead and give your take
7: okay so my take is niski is clear mvp for the split easily
0: you see what i did here mark you
1: got another opinion
0: on this <laughs> yeah show? I hate exactly it. i hate it I'm orchestrating <laughs> conflict on this show. All right, Danny. Probably and Mark both went in on, and I'm undecided. And I guess that technically they're undecided to examine the photo. But they both agreed Blabber's number one. Uh, why? I said front runner. Whatever. They both agreed he's the front runner. What? There could be multiple front runners. What? You just said the front runner. <laughs> A front runner. Danny. There. What is. Why is. Why Niski over Blabber?
7: So, first of all, I'm not going to talk down Blabber. If he gets MVP, I'm more than happy. Uh, The reason I think Niski should get MVP is, well, it's kind of twofold. The first one is, I think. uh, So, I was looking at his stats, and he basically played every kind of champion mid. So, he played Control, Poke, Assassin, Tank uh their record is 17 and one so basically he won on every type of champ that he played uh and had a pretty good to really good stats uh throughout all the games so he is by far just stats wise the best mid in the league and I i would say more versatile for his team than any other player on any other team uh and besides that Even Blabber talked to how Nisqy is such a great mid to have because he plays towards his jungler and not like the other way around, like many mids. We talk about how the jungler needs to go mid to help out the the mid laner get ahead. And Nisqy is mostly roaming, mostly helping the jungler. Like He makes Blabber look good. And Blabber said as much. So I don't see any
3: way that he is not MVP at, at the end of this vote. I think uh, some of the things you're saying is why I feel a little weird about putting two
1: uh, C9 junglers as the MVP back to back with different people. And then like the one consistent factor is like, who was their mid laner? And that was kind of what I was hinting at before. Uh, He does seem to be an incredible mid laner for setting people up. He roams really well. He does all these things. Uh, Like you said, really versatile. That's all great. Uh, But I guess where i'm currently landing a little bit uh is that he's setting like we're saying he's this great player every jungler wants to play with a mid laner like that to unlock them and then like it's like an alley oop and then the guy dunks it you know and blabbers the guy dunking so like people generally give more in in just anything whoever's the one finishing whoever gets the spike whoever gets the dunk whatever it is that's usually the guy who the accolades go to and maybe that's that's not necessarily always the right way to think about it but it is kind of the knee-jerk reaction to like holy shit Blabber's and Gragas is 8-0 <laughs> uh this weekend he just slant, he just beat the hell out of everyone so like that's kind of where I, I I'm right now where I I'm, I'm totally in agreement that Nisky's is super good but Nisky is is setting a lot of people up and I think maybe Blabber is the primary recipient to look better I don't know
0: Yeah I mean it makes just, I guess the question is Is Blabber, are are the C9 junglers making Nisqy look good, or is Nisqy making the C9 junglers look good?
1: Well, the other thing, too, is Blabber played even when they had Jensen, right? And he was still the highest win rate MVP jungler then and was popping off, and, like, so I think you can't, I don't think he you can divorce him a little bit from from Nisqy.
2: I will say the way Nisqy's playing now is not the way he was playing last year. It's much yes. more unique this year. Um, and kind of to Mark's point is, yeah, it's been said before, but yeah, when you have all these really strong laners, the jungler gets so much freedom to do whatever he wants and can look great because I have so many winning laners. Wow, where did they all come from? <laughs> so, I mean, I don't have like a big argument against Nisqy or against Blabber, because I think both of them are... like It's going to be hard to decide, really. Um, but yeah, I think to Niski's praise, he's, he's the only one playing this style in NA right now with this big of a champion pool, and I would say if I was prepping against C9, dealing with Niski would be a harder thing to do than dealing with Blabber.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's like Yankos. Yankos went from a very respectable jungler in EU, top three jungler by most people's standards. G two becomes the most dominant team in the league he gets two MVPs now or something and he's the and best he's jungler the, in the world potentially the and
0: best player in the world, according to ESPN ahead of worlds last year.
1: Right. So like junglers is a role that like, once you join a dominant team, you look so fucking great. Um, which does make it a little hard to to divorce them. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, you're running over these games every game. And it's because it's your pick at, at the feast, uh, but he's not messing it up. So it's, it's like, how do you, Discredit him for succeeding so well just because the situation's good. Like he's still doing it.
0: So how will Mark? How will you decide between these two players? Like you have to figure this out in the next twenty-four hours, right? So
1: no, nothing's Wednesday, or Wednesday right? Oh, I got really scared. I was like, Yeah, I, mean, I, I, it's I hope. it's 30 thirty-six hours,
0: hours then. I don't know. It's 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 relatively soon.
1: Yes, um, and you sleep well, for some of that. I do sleep for some of that. I probably have 24 waking hours. You're right. Uh, I will. What I always do is I go pull up all the stats for all the people who are candidates. And I do this for all the, the LCS uh, awards. So rookie and first team and all that. I pull those up. I'll usually go back and like skim through a couple of their old games that I, I might not remember as well. Um, or at least look at the pick bands and, and try and remember those games if I can't. To try and avoid recency bias. Uh, and then at the end of the day i kind of just think about you know i play a couple games in my head if you swap this player out with another do they look better or worse or like how much worse do they look who's the most irreplaceable person on this team i, I start asking some of those questions um which is i forget if i voted for sven or, or niski last split i think i voted for sven because i i was swayed a little bit by talking to other players who were like man i would love to play with sven there's other laners talking about that um but Nisky is more unique this time. I feel like Nisky watched Doinby and then did everything he could to copy <laughs> yeah. it. He, like, didn't even, like, the timer, like, the way he did timers and stuff. If you watch his pro view, it's like, oh, that's what Doinby did. I'm going to do that. So maybe, maybe I should do Nisky. I
3: don't know. Maybe you should do Yeah, If I could, I would. Maybe. Yeah. That'd be sick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Danny. You've just, you you covered our both bases. Uh, uh, my panelists here, my co-hosts, they agree with the person about Blabber, and now they agree with you about nisky.
7: Yeah, I feel like they even made the additional points for me, so I'm super happy. I, I think it's a slam dunk for MVP, to be honest.
0: Nice.
1: <laughs> our, our point is that it's hard. <laughs> yeah.
7: I mean, what you were saying was Loki saying that probably Blabber shouldn't get it over Nisqy. And you then made the case to why. I know it's hard, but in, inside yourself, you know it's Niski.
1: Well, I mean, the same. I, some of the <laughs> points I made. If you want me to swap it around, like, Power Evil has more kills than Niski. He's been a, a bigger factor for his team's success in the first half of the split. Yes, they dropped off, but like, Niski doesn't stomp every statistical category quite the same way like Blabber does. So when I was talking about Blabber earlier, I was talking about. His monstrous kill lead over the next person in jungle. It's like nearly double, you know. Like those, those are still true. I just started talking about Niski's strengths.
2: We like them both.
7: Yeah. I mean, as I said, I'm not, I'm not going to talk down Blabber to to hurt her chances. I actually hope that it's not going to come down to some like a third person gets it yeah. because okay. people are split between Niski and Blabber too much. Um, but. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's Nisky. I feel like there's many reasons why it's Nisky And it doesn't necessarily even have to be about stats. End of the day, it's all about what you define as MVP. And I think, as you said, if you take the player out of the team, and in my mind, I'm like, if you take Blabber out, puts Sven back in, it, does this team look as good? Maybe.
0: I mean, I guess... Pro- probably. I guess what I would say on this topic, just to kind of wrap it up, is uh, when you're chasing greatness, it's not about what you say. It's about what you do. Danny, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller?
7: No, thanks. For, thanks to Alienware and Movement for sponsoring the show and stay safe. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. You're bye
2: really bye. getting your mileage out of that, Travis.
0: It's just, it's the easiest way to get Twitch chat engagement because now they're just all spamming it again. Um, let's do one more, Mark. I'm feeling wild.
1: Um, you're feeling wild. I was trying to see if Papa wanted to come on. I saw him in Twitch chat, but then I don't know if he stopped reading it or what he did. Uh, but we were weird. I'm hoping to get him on at any point if he's around. Uh, let's see if he says anything before I, I pop away.
0: Before you pop away? Papa? Before I... Smithy. Oh, he's hes here. This is always down.
1: If you want to join we one of the voice hear, channels. We'll do
0: the break then right now so you can coordinate this with Papa Smithy while, while we're doing
1: this. Cool. Uh... Yeah, I'll, if you want to join one of the the calls channels, Papa, I'll get you into the waiting room really quickly so we don't have to okay. deal with you, all the you, people you talk to through to the, talk to the to chat you.
0: or however else. Let's take okay. a quick break to talk about our sponsor, Alienware. They're sick. Uh, basically, this whole setup that I have at home, I showed it a little bit last week, I think, on broadcast, but there's a sick setup that I have at home that's allowed me to do interviews from here, the show, just like so much content from here. Uh, which has been really great, and I I just super appreciate the fact that part of the reason we're able to like do all this stuff, all this content from home, and uh, really you know I'm set up for success here, is just because of the tools that Alienware has provided me. It's been fantastic to have their support. I believe right now they may or may not be doing another giveaway. Um, like I, I was promoting their old giveaway. Now I think they have a new one up. Uh, they do, or maybe. Yeah, I believe they do. So go check out, uh, go check out Alienware.com/slash Travis. You can enter to win a the same gaming rig that they use at the LCS studios are used to before the world moved on. Uh, the the what? Aurora, the gaming monitor, uh, the oh, they're now doing a chair giveaway. You can even win a Secret Lab chair, uh, which is pretty fantastic. The LCS one. So they've they've included that now. This is a even better giveaway than before. You going to alienware.com/slash travis, and I know if you've potentially you've entered before, and uh, for the last giveaway, but you going and entering for this one actually helps me out a ton. So, uh, so I I would just uh, I would just appreciate it if you guys went and uh, signed up for for this. Sorry, I was messaging Mark who was uh, back channeling with me, but yeah, it's a fantastic setup. Go at alienware.com/slash travis. There's a link right up at the top, and while you're over there, by the way. Uh, feel free to pick up some gear, maybe a new computer, maybe a a monitor, maybe a laptop. You can use uh, Travis 10 off at checkout to save 10% off your order of uh, your Alienware product. Either way, thanks so much uh, to Alienware for sponsoring us. All right. Where are we at, Mark? We have Papa
1: in the on-air channel right now. Papa Smithy is here
0: here on the show. (gasps) He's muted, but... (laughs) He's muted, but he will unmute the moment we need him to uh and i'm gary curious mark did you have a plan for this or are we just gonna be like hey how's it going uh
1: i have a small plan about some of the things that i've wanted to talk about with 100 thieves for a little bit but it's been difficult with the limited uh time that we have now on on air. uh yeah on air we well, don't, quite don't have take it time for segments and stuff okay well uh I thought that there were a number of things I was concerned about with 100 Thieves. And then when the season started and they were struggling, those were things that still I was worried about. Like, Medios wasn't looking as great. Stunt was a bit of a question mark. Uh, Ryoma was obviously one. And one of the things that Papa said from the very beginning with Ryoma was like, we don't, you know, we're taking a shot on him. They weren't like, this is the guy for sure, 100% gonna run it, you know, gonna crush NA. But they said they saw a lot of intangibles in him. And I felt like that was one of the things... I kind of started to see more as the season went on when I was watching his, how his LeBlanc was positioning and like he was good about finding his moments and opportunities and stuff like that. Um, as well as they went on a 7 2 run in the back split. And so I thought 100 Thieves deserved a lot of credit for turning things around. And the coaching staff, for you know, I always think coaches are, are very important if a team's going to go on a late season run or improve over the course of a split. That's one of the most important things I I, I try from the outside well, at least to measure coaches by. Anyways, I'm saying they did really good, and I wanted to talk to Papa about like from his first split as a GM. How did he find some of these things? Like what what was the intangibles and stuff that, that you know he saw that maybe we can pump him for some information so the rest of North America can start turning it around. Jesus,
0: I'm surprised the chat wasn't spamming the hang up because that's what they normally do when we have a caller that goes on for that long. Bob well, I'm, a theme, I'm better than a caller. What do you think? Hello.
8: Uh, there's a lot to unpack um, mm. in that take, Mark. It's like definitely a, a cool yeah, story, that, bro. There's a word vomit of, like,
1: <laughs> I've been waiting to talk about this for three weeks, and blah.
8: And I think it's kind of a counterpoint to, to my side, because obviously mostly my thoughts are Twitter or The Heist, which obviously only hits 100 of these fans. The, mm-hmm. the one thing I'll say is, the thing that like I re- I reflect on most happily about is that, I feel like we've been pretty transparent and clear and consistent about what we're talking about with our team and the direction we're going in on. And I feel like if you go back and listen to what we were saying at at each point, we were pretty on the mark, or at least we felt good about the direction we were going in. And, and now like people are starting to, to wake up to it and the results came there. But I guess for me, this season was a lot of introspection and a lot of kind of having to set goals introspectively and like be able to evaluate things outside of just community thought because the thing that I think rings the most true compared to like my expectations is is that we have access to you know five scrim games a day four to five days a week of scrims and, and the fans have access and the pundits have access to two stage games and it's kind of you need to know you have the right people to make the most of that info. But with that info, can we make good conclusions and can we plot a course is kind of what's on us. And I feel like that's an area we have been able to deliver on pretty well.
1: I think uh, I definitely understand your point about being consistent throughout the whole split with messaging and stuff. Uh, where some teams, we have the best front office
0: <laughs> in the uh, Or whatever... You think Kelby and Greg got into it again (laughs) on Twitter today?
1: Yeah, it's so funny. So, like, I would say Papo, at least, has done a better job with his uh, public messaging. uh, Get into the nitty-gritty. What do you want to know, Mark? You got all the questions. I'm here to do it. All right. So, I think one of the things, most recently on people's mind, that I think would be interesting to get your perspective on, was why did C9 choose you guys? Or, like, have you has the team thought and talked about this at all? That's something that is, is really prevalent just happened today.
8: Yeah, I mean I, we were we were cut, taken a little bit off guard there. Like, If I was to judge kind of the teams based on visible metrics, I would have assumed that the order would be FlyQuest, then us, then EG in terms of power level, because I think EG have looked really, really good on stage especially um, in the style they play, so I guess we were taken a bit off guard there, but At the end of the day, I think you just have to be pragmatic, and we get to come from a pretty consistent line of thought of that this is a development split for us trying to improve. So playing Cloud9 twice in Best of Fives is a possibility, depending on how things go. So if our ultimate goal is to become the team that we mapped out over many hours and and nights at the end of 2019 to try to develop towards, I mean, fuck it, I'll take it, right? Let's play Cloud9 (laughs) twice. Sounds good to me.
0: I, yeah. I'm i curious because when I, when I interviewed you before like I think it, right around the time that the split was starting you know you were pretty reserved on your expectations for the team you weren't like we're going to go out there and suck but you weren't like we're going to go out there and win everything and I think what is shocking to me is uh, how well the team did and the roster did over the course of the split uh, you know given the sort of you know, it seemed like this was a growth roster where spring was going to be about learning and summer is going to be where you guys really tried to hit those high highs. And you guys were, you know, one tiebreaker away from getting second uh, and, and ended up with third. So, um, you know, how did, is it safe to say that this team outperformed your expectations for the split? And, uh, you know, what was kind of, what's your thought process as you look at the successes you found uh, the split?
8: You know, I I think we came into a roster that we spent a lot of time thinking about how it would gel in terms of personality, in terms of performance, in terms of like, if this player plays their max capacity, what would that look like? But to answer your your initial point, I don't feel like coming in as a GM fresh for the first time, I wanted to come in and presume, you know, like we're not taking all established bets. It's not a, a team liquid light where we just have five players who are like top three in their role from the start. Um, we were making bets and we are trying to aspire towards being a great team. So even though I felt really good and the coaches and everyone who decided came in feeling really good about the people we had, I'm not going to come in and say we're going to be top two unless I'm fucking sure we're going to be top two. So given that, it was just a case of we really like what we have and then it's going to take time, it's going to take reps, it's going to take scrims, it's going to take stage games. So I, I just wanted to keep it pragmatic and improvement-based because as a caster, something I struggled with towards the end of my casting career is that everyone had already made their mind up that I was a great caster. And I found it very hard to find learning points because everyone just gravitated towards telling me I was already great. So I, I found it very hard to improve. So I much preferred my whole career an improvement mindset about trying to get better. And I think this group has already Week on week, regardless of stage matches and result, regardless of scrim results, always been able to pick up the learnings and how to get better. And I think that's really paying off in the clutch, where we finally had enough team discussions, we finally had enough one on ones, we've finally kind of gotten through a lot of the hump. What it takes to become a good team, and we still have a lot of work to do to become a great team. But it's a great group of humans that are all of the same mindset of being the best and. Whether we get there or we fall short in spring, there's still summer, there's still splits to go, so things are going in the right direction.
1: Uh, yeah, that's why I haven't stopped casting yet, and I know everyone here is still working in our, our respective jobs, because we, we get plenty of feedback all the time, letting us know that there's plenty <laughs> of growth, especially Travis not being a real interviewer. That's you true, know? that's true. He's, he's still trying to figure out I'm how to be a journalist. trying to get to the
0: baseline. <laughs> Uh Mark, maybe we have time for one more question for, for Papa's. Yeah. And then we-
1: um, so I, I've kind of hinted at being around. I just remember I meant to ask this initially. It was like, what has it been like for him to be such a criticized person just for, you know, he's taking up an import slot and rah. And I don't know if this season has had, I assume it has peaks and valleys for him. And I know you said that you guys are more internally focused and introspective and stuff, but it's hard to completely ignore the outside uh, world. So I, I was wondering what's Ryoma's personal ups and downs been because he is the least proven, at least in North America's fans' eyes, uh, player on the team.
8: For sure. Look, honestly, it, it's been hard for him. Like he's a really bubbly kid. You know, we picked him up for a lot of reasons that we've talked about a lot of times, but great attitude, super hard worker. Um, internally he was very early in the piece whether it was the European boot camp or scrims and the like able to show us that our suspicions were correct about kind of the direction he was going in obviously not the finished article but stage games in the first half of the split especially were not you know fantastic from him he wasn't converting everyone into believers super early and then to be hated for not being someone else, you know, to be hated for what you're not rather than what you are, I think it is hard. Like, you know, he was hated for not being the players people wanted to see on the roster. Even though he was our first choice, he clearly wasn't the community's first choice. And that's a lot to put on a 20-year-old who's never left Australia, you know? Like, it's it was hard for him. But internally, I think he was, you know, hitting all the metrics we had for him. And we definitely are not the sort of team to allow someone to coast. Like, he is someone who models himself on the best and tries to aspire to get there and isn't happy till he does get there and he still has work to do there. But I think overall, especially the second half of the split, like if you're still following the same kind of logic that you were in the first half, I think you're ignoring how consistent he's been You know, in the second half. Is he popping off every game? No, but is he doing what we expect of him and what he was not able to translate on stage in the first half? Yes, so... Honestly, I have a lot of respect for him because he was in a position where there was no real way to change opinions unless you were kind of like Bjergsen in your first split kind of thing. And all he can do is keep being consistent, keeping what his team is asking him to be, and then it'll st- still take time. Like People will check in, maybe watch 100 Thieves game every now and again, and then, oh, maybe this was one of his good games. But I think people are sleeping on the fact that there was uh, a lot of good games in that second half there. And I think we all saw it early and I hope the fans kind of catch up and see that we hope he's around to stay because he's got a lot of growing still to do.
9: Yeah.
0: Hey, thanks so much for the call, uh, Papa, or for call, calling in as, as Mark dragged you. Uh, really appreciate <laughs> it. Anything you want to say to anybody out there before we... Uh, yeah, Anything? any anxious?
1: topics you want to you wanna call out? Not really, you know. I'm not
8: going to come in here with any woe is me or like any kind of hot takes. I just think... I'm really proud of what our team has been able to put together here, and it seems like it was largely kind of not kind of – it was in the rearview mirror compared to preseason favorites falling short and things like that. All I can say is we'll keep kind of following our same internal logic. We'll keep being honest with the fans and kind of sharing what we're trying to do, and we'll keep fucking tirelessly moving till we reach the sort of lofty goals that every team's looking for, and that's championships and worlds.
0: Thanks so much. It man. seems
8: like a lot oh, wait, of I, t- I have, t- I have t- one thing to ask Papa
2: real quick. Sure. I'm All right. listening.
8: All right, so
2: you talked about you weren't sure why C9 chose you because yeah, you had your little power rankings. Do mm-hmm. you believe C9 picked you because they want you to assassinate TSM?
8: I can't. I, I, I think logic like that. It's like such a sexy storyline <laughs> for the outside, <laughs> so but just I like yes. the idea. Yes, it, please, I, I, yes. I, I, no, I, I think I have no believe that i think they have they feel like they have the highest chance to beat us so they took us and it's on us to prove
1: them they're wrong papa smithy says he thinks that they are the tsm killers hired by c9 <laughs> that's what he
0: should say that's what i heard
2: yeah. assassins <laughs> thanks so much hey.
0: oh go ahead
1: it's all good no, no no it's all good thank you very much for having me yeah, have a good one. i did see in twitch chat a lot of you guys were asking for us to ask him about the mvp vote one He's a coach, or I mean, I, I think he might be on, on the, uh, the ballot. He's not a coach, excuse me, but um, some org people sometimes are able to vote. I'm not sure if he is. Uh, and also, uh, well, he said blabber in chat, so there you go. <laughs> I thought he was just going to say someday 100%. Uh, so that's so why I was like, it's not going to be a great question, I think guys. You but,
2: can't vote for your own team, though. Uh,
1: you're right. If you can vote and you're a member of a team, you can't vote for your own team.
3: Team, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, 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 let's so grab our guy. next caller because we've got uh okay. we're running a little, a little slow, too much to talk about tonight. What are, you, what are you talking about? We have so long, we got 45 minutes to go through four calls. We've been taking okay, he left the channel as I was trying to defend myself. Impossible Katana, thank you for the 11 months. <laughs> the best cliches, Osu, uh, gloaters, Hero One CE, Ichiryu, Sir Cattle for 30 months. Oh my god, it's crazy. We're gonna get to 36 months soon, we're gonna get to three years. It's gonna be wild for me. Cypher X, Think of the Prime, Sir Malifact twenty one. Pluto gifted a sub to Ovley. Uh thank you. Ovely needs all the subs she can get. Alright, we got Wicked here. I'm assuming that this is not the Wicked I tend to think of because this one has an E in his name. No. Yeah, your <laughs> accent is not what I was uh where are you Wow your from? English got so much better.
10: Uh, yeah. Where
0: are you calling uh, from? I'm
10: calling from uh, Sacramento, California.
0: Sacramento. How is it up there? I hear it's actually kinda of crazy.
10: Uh yeah yeah everyone's uh, sheltering uh, at home, yeah so pretty pretty boring. You no.
0: Know? Well, uh, what do you want to talk about on the show?
10: Uh, so I wanted to discuss uh, that T L not making playoffs, uh, not being a very big deal, and that they don't need to make any roster changes and coaching staff changes.
0: Okay, would you say them getting ninth place is a big deal?
10: Uh no, I mean, so I think people, like, a lot of people, the, and so even, like, I feel like it's really overblown, especially with the, the casters, LCS casters.
0: Wait, would you say, would you say, just please tell me right now that your take is going to be, it doesn't matter because Spring Split doesn't matter. So nice No, no, that's
10: not that's not my take. Okay, that's not damn my it. Take. I
0: actually kind of wish that was no. your take because I just think it <laughs> would be fucking hilarious.
10: So, um, like, TL, the organization just had a lot of issues this whole split uh, Brock had the visa issue so he didn't play for I believe it was four weeks uh, they were playing with Schirnfire. Uh Doublelift was sick for a week and then he was benched so I believe his motivational issues were an actual problem but I think the bigger issue was that it was just poor decision making from uh, the organization which can be fixed going into summer league Summer right
1: split. I mean so c- correct me if I'm misunderstanding your take here your take is not getting ninth isn't a big deal but like looking forward people shouldn't be panicked and looking for roster and coaching moves or are you saying that even getting ninth in spring who gives a fuck uh the first one <laughs> okay okay because that that's a, that's a lot more reasonable of a take <laughs> than than including you, the second you
0: kind of called it. out the casters though wicked and i assume you also mean like the analysts and stuff like the broadcast personalities can you yeah uh, can you elaborate yeah. a bit on that
10: well uh, it was just because of the reasons i brought up earlier with with all the 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 roster changes that they were going through, um, I just, I don't know. It just felt like the casters were were I, you know they they sort of ignored it going because the full the full team didn't practice until I believe it was like week seven, um, and that's yeah. when the full, full team started practicing. So that's three week three weeks where the team is fully practicing together, and again and then you're going against teams that have been practicing together the whole split. And I don't believe there was any other teams that went through that many uh, heavy roster changes like T.L. TL did.
1: I think, I think it's a totally fair opinion like to say that we were negative or whatever. But I think, you know, it doesn't bother me if, if you're calling us out. But I think it's important to keep in mind how we were talking about it. I don't think anyone was saying these players were bad. Uh, maybe oh, we no, said no. they were playing bad. But I think what we were saying when we're saying, oh, this team looks doomed or they look fucked or whatever we were saying, it was in the context of spring split. Like yeah. I gave up on TL making playoffs in week seven, I think. Um, and when we were talking about, oh, they have real problems and this team is really struggling and they're really not good, we're talking about in the context of spring. So in in week four, when they first got Broxa, and everyone's saying, this team has much deeper issues. They're in a lot of trouble. It's not just about getting rid of File and putting in Broxa. They're in a lot of trouble. When When we were all saying that, we weren't saying... This team will never be good again. But we were saying for spring, they are in such a shitty position. And guess what? They got ninth. So I think our doom and gloom was pretty warranted.
10: Oh, I, uh, yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, I'm not trying to say anything negative. Yeah, no worries.
1: But, uh, I, I'd rather
10: season. clear that up if people
1: think that's what we think. There's doom for summer. But um, that's another topic entirely.
10: Yeah, but yeah. So and then um, yeah, but yeah, the way they played against C9, I felt like they were they played a lot better. Uh, they were going toe to toe for m- most of the game. Um, unfortunately, it was the last game of the split. But, you know, we saw Broxa playing a really strong early game. Um, but, yeah, and I, I just think it was a, a, um, a lot of poor decision-making and then part of with Doublelift lo- losing motivation. Um, and so I think those can be solved going into the su- uh, summer split. And then uh, I wasn't sure how I felt about TL um, trying to... I saw the article, I believe it was an article... Um, where they're trying to do more of a demo- like a democracy with the shot calling, uh, like everyone's calling together. But I don't know if that if that would work on a team that's only been practicing together for three weeks with the full squad.
0: So probably. Question for you. Wicked seems to believe that TL fans shouldn't be worried about summer, because these problems are solvable and it's just like an organization issue. Is that? Fair. Should TL fans not be worried for Summer? I don't think it's only an organizational
2: issue. I mean, I think it's a lot of things for sure. And one thing I'm really worried about is there's issues on the team. And if they don't solve them during this break, you can't like, hey, I'll see you in a month or two months and we'll go play and we'll be good. So my issue is like, if they do have these trust issues or internal conflicts with the players or with the coaching staff, if they can't resolve that in time for summer, because if they're taking a break, how are they going to resolve anything? So That's what I would say would worry me for TL going forward. Because, um, yeah, the issues that they have, I know you're saying they only have three weeks of practice, but if you look at any of the LCS teams, or not any of them, but like, take a good look at like some of the LCS teams, in three weeks, you can like guess their play style or their identity, or you can like guess their strategy going into the game. When I was watching TL, I never felt confident of like, oh, they're going to play this way. Or, scaling, try aggressive. This. Or, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, they're going to try to play around bot this game. Like, I couldn't even see an early game that I could follow from game to game. And early games, usually the first thing you learn as a team. So I wasn't like, cool, Broxley can like do this and I can see how they do it every single game or something similar. Like, they always wore this spot every game. Like, little things like that, I couldn't even see with TL. Um, so that's where I'm very critical of them and how they developed this split, is like the really basic stuff. Like If they were getting to 30 minutes and then losing because they had bad macro, I'd be like, cool, they didn't have practice. But like they can't even get out of early game consistently. I know the C9 game was a good game, where they actually got pretty far, and maybe that loss was more on the fact that they didn't have enough time to practice, but I didn't see them get to that point many games. And for a roster with that good of a you know, skill floor, all the players are individually good, they should be able to at least get to fifteen minutes because you can get there without having like a main shot caller. Like you can get, you can kill the first turret without having one guy shot calling the entire map.
3: Yeah, so I, I think.
2: I, yeah,
1: I, I'm I'm in a pretty similar boat as probably because I somewhat think the points Wicked is making are valid. Where you can, because TL did have a ton of excuses to pull out of their pocket for why this split went wrong with the. Visa, and double if sick, and we made some bad decisions around boot camp and swapping players out, and our drafts weren't great. And so if we just really buckle down next split, we'll solve all of those. Because there are so many uh, problems, and like you're saying, Wicked, a lot of those are solvable for the average team. But I don't think TL is currently you know, the average team, in a sense where you have such high expectations, you failed so hard, and you want to instantly get back to winning. And so like if you have these lingering resentments or trust issues, like probably was talking about, you can't, it's much harder to fix those you know, symptoms of what is the underlying problem of our team doesn't get along fundamentally. Um, and that? so okay. that's where I think, you know, if there is problems with coaches or problems between players, it's super hard to fix and why they would be in a tougher spot than, uh, I don't know I haven't heard anything bad about TSM right like TSM has a lot of these problems too that they could fix with draft being crazy or only winning on certain champs or whatever but I also don't think that I've seen interviews that make me go whoa from
0: TSM
10: Um, yeah no I agree I agree with most uh, mostly everything both of you said it, uh, uh,
0: it kind of reminds me what Mark was just saying about like yeah they've got the giant list of excuses it reminds me of the like Twitch coffee pasta which is just like Team Liquid is fantastic. Just needs to work on communication, map awareness, <laughs> laning, vision control, CSing, poking, landing skill shots, objective control, early game, mid game, late game, caking, and getting kills.
10: Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and they had, yeah, you know, they had a bunch of excuses. And and I, uh, so I think what it was was uh, like TL really just lost their identity, is what I would probably say. Uh, you know, last split, they went from, you know, bot focused to now. And I think, chat. Uh, we'll Had talked about this on his podcast that he posted today.
0: And we don't. We don't um, do talk
10: about that podcast.
1: What is, <laughs> what is it called? I actually haven't heard. Jlxp. I don't, I don't. Probably is it? a
10: mainstay there. If you like Prowl,ig make I've sure like to check that out. there like seven times.
2: <laughs> I think that's more I thought, than he has. But
10: okay. I thought he brought up some good uh, a good point where uh, I I don't know if a lot of people just thought with Brox coming in it would just be plug and plug and play, but it was more so like they're trying to change their uh, playstyle. Uh, instead of being like a bot-focused team, now they're playing towards mid mid synergy, and you know, going you know with three three weeks of full team practicing together, uh, how successful would that be? I know there's like five you know you're you're looking at five of the best players probably in LCS in NA. Um, I think the but- problem
0: for me is there's always a good excuse, and like I feel like a good team could have made playoffs. Like, if, if they were a good team, yeah. they could have had all these issues and still made playoffs. And instead, they got <laughs> oh, ninth. Do you
1: see Jack's...
0: Uh... Oh, Jack says, I didn't I know didn't... lack of drive was a playstyle.
5: <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> the, the lack of playstyle points, you just chime in a little bit, because some people are always like, what does that mean? Um, like, look at their champ pools. And I think having wide champ pools is fine. Um, but their most played champ was Zoe with six and then Braum with five. And then everything else is like pretty spread out. Um, and it didn't feel like they really had uh, things that they liked to play on. The same way Bjergsen won six games on Syndra. And Kabe won, I think it was like six and one on Zaya, And Cloud9 played seven Gragas games, seven Lee Sin games. And six Aphelios. And like you have a couple more staples of what you're building around and i i think to probably's point when people are always confused about i like identity is a vague term but i think a lot of people inherently understand what we mean but specifically something like that where i'm like what's the average tl draft what do i know that they prioritize Orn and zoe maybe i don't know you know like i don't i don't know what what their priorities are when as much as when i look at other teams or something
10: yeah, and and just to follow up on a couple of topics, I do think the drafts were pretty bad, but I don't, I don't know if that warrants a coaching uh, staff change. And then uh, the other part, uh, yeah, like I think it was Travis that brought up TSM and their internal issues. I don't think they have, and I don't know if any other players is as straightforward as Doublelift is in his interviews. And even, uh, like, I think, yeah, there was an article as well, um, or open, um, about what's going on with, like, Internally, you think um, Peter's more
0: likely to, to air the dirty laundry than players on other teams. I would agree with uh, that. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I would also say his tendency to do that right now is not a good sign, right? Um, because anytime a team, a player is doing that, it's not going to improve team morale and it's not going to help. And so I think the fact that he's doing that so freely is maybe not a good sign for TL. I'd say yeah, that about I... any player.
10: Yeah, and I'll agree to that. But I, I also think that um, him taking responsibility with the lack of motivation um, also showed that he was trying to, to uh, end um, uh, his team not trusting him. Uh, I think he was trying to t- take responsibility as well yeah. uh, for the, the, the role that he played with the, the disaster season.
3: That we yeah, or
1: he
10: saw the PR backlash, who knows. <laughs> who
0: knows? Anyway, <laughs> thanks so much for the call. Uh, anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller?
10: I uh, just want to shout out Team Liquid. Uh, been a fan since like season two back when mark uh mark was on the team uh and uh you know i, I know they'll come back summer split so go team liquid
0: thanks so much for the call and on it to was, our next what were you was season did you pull on, season four but uh, did you pull another caller mark was on? season four
1: he, he he kept i don't know what he's doing he keeps leaving he's been in there for like okay. 30 See, this minutes.
0: is why i worried we only have 30 minutes um, well,
1: let le, people. We we could have moved on so much faster. You're the you're the you're the jockey. You're the one in control. You know you you want to move on.
2: Trying to move on. Wait, does
0: that mean we're the horse or we're the? You left, sir. Cattle. Thank you for the thirty months. Uh, oh, I already shouted you out. Um, Jules Super HD Overture Two One One Two K Wolf Fifty Five Hundred Talk Pod, which is I think the 100 Thieves podcast. People can go check out subbed. I think only because. Papa Smithy was on, so uh, shout out to him for landing us that extra sub. Raging Pianist. Thank you for the 13 months. Hope you're calm. Travis, we team. have
11: the caller here. Nineteen... What are you doing? We only have 30 minutes Nineteen left. Seven.
0: Travis! Thank you for the two months in a row. And then I hate Snarf. Thank you for the 18 months. Travis. That is uh, that is sick. Oh, looks like the caller's here. Just call me the kid. Where are you calling from?
5: Uh, Cleveland, Ohio. What? <laughs> Well, how's
0: how's it going in Cleveland?
5: Well, um, I'm doing okay.
0: <laughs> doing okay, okay. Well, what do you want to talk about on the show?
5: Uh, yeah, I just want to talk here. I think someday deserves MVP out of anyone. I mean, you could put like Blabber and like Nisky out there, but you put any half decent player, you know, in those roles, the team still wins almost every game. And then like you look at like hundred thieves. They're like four and six, the same as Liquid in like week five. And then, you know, somebody just starts popping off. I mean, yeah, you, good players could be MVPs, but it's the most valuable player. You put any other top laner in 100 Thieves top side, they're going to be ninth place. Well,
0: there's another team already in ninth place. I don't know if... Uh,
1: <laughs> Hard uh, to get below them. <laughs> so
0: so talking about Subday, though... Um, Mark, or probably will, will he be in content? Is he a front, another front runner? Probably. Well, one thing I do want
2: to say though is I think if you replace Someday on 100 Thieves, I think their first half of the split, they probably would have picked up half of the wins. But the second half, 100 Thieves have looked much more like a cohesive team. And it's not like only the Someday show. He's definitely like a trump card where he's just like going to win. You have to deal with him. You can't just have a weak matchup top, or you can't like ignore top lane because you will smash them. Um, but I would say like hundred thieves would not be an eighth place or ninth place team uh, like that drastically if you change them for someone good top lane too. I mean, if you give them a terrible top laner, probably. But
1: yeah, I mean, I think the the, the second best top or best top, depending to I don't know where people are landing on this, is probably Licorice, and he's really good. He's a really flexible player by all accounts of everything I've ever heard and seen from Licorice, he's a really, really great guy as well as a, being a great player. And so he would probably slot in and it would be great on, on 100 Thieves. Not saying they'd be better, but like, I don't think it's this insane drop-off. I think you know that, the, that Lucian game that someday won is like maybe one you don't get with Licorice or something. Um, but I definitely think in terms of people not on C9, he's a frontrunner. If you like that term, Travis, I don't know if if other people feel that way, but he's probably the number one guy not on C9
3: in the MVP.
0: Does he have a chance?
3: I don't think he has a chance. Personally. I don't know if probably feels different.
2: Uh, I mean, I would guess people are going to vote C9 MVP. I mean, usually the MVP is like the best player on the best team a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Um. So that's why I feel like he probably wouldn't get it out of the majority votes. But yeah, I agree with Mark. Like, outside of C9, he's definitely one of the most impactful players on a team.
1: Um, yeah, people, people like to bring up, like, Arrow and some of the other, like, or, like, um, Rush as, like, the Dark Horse MVPs, but that's not usually in 17-1 and one splits. <laughs> like, when it's the 17-1 splits, the MVP's on, on that team, for sure. Uh... It was double. It was if right in twenty sixteen summer, and Goonie or Rainover in twenty sixteen spring. Um, so I I think when you get to that level of dominance, it becomes pretty much on the best placed team. I think otherwise, you know, in other if C nine was like fourteen and four, and someday had this performance, you might be having a lot closer to to putting someday over a lot of these other people, at least for me. But when it's this. This insane it's it's a little bit harder of a sell
0: Do you have any rebuttal, anything you wanna you want to claim for in defense of someday?
5: No, I mean, if you guys think that if I mean I don't get to vote, you guys get to vote um and if you guys are saying that the best player on the best team gets the MVP, then yeah, I'd probably say blabber too, but I just never thought that, that was the definition of MVP.
2: Oh, no, no. I'm just saying the majority of votes, because it's like, I don't know how many votes they get. It's like, probably over 100 or more.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a ton for sure. For, yeah, it's, yeah. A,
2: it's a ton of votes coming in, and I would say, like, that's a pretty easy metric that I would say people
5: follow. I mean, it's um, at least
1: where you start the conversation, right? Yeah. It's such an easy place to be like, well, who's the best player on the best team? Or who's, or even just, who's the best player of this split? Who do you, who do you jump out as, like, this guy looked really great. And it's usually people on C9 who are like, that guy looked really great. They went 17-1. Uh, Jizuke is someone I see a lot of other people saying as, as the other person. And I, I kind of agree with that one as well. Um, he did feel like he hard carried EG in some games. And also, even in the back half, the split continued to, to hard carry with some of, without some of the throws that he had. But I think he had a couple too many uh, solo missions to, to stand out. He's,
2: he's an explorer.
1: Yeah, he was a, hes an adventurous he guy. I'll give him that. Power. But I think he'll—he'll he'll probably end up on one of the all-pro teams because because Shizuke was really good.
3: Yeah.
0: Hey, uh, call me the kid. Thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to say before I move on to the next caller?
5: Uh, sure. I'll just comment. I think Liquid's fine. I think they just got tilted. Like all their players are super good. I think they just got tilted because they blew up something at work by removing Xmete, and then Brox is like oh, I can't play, because, I mean, it's not his fault, obviously, but, yeah, they just got tilted, and, like, you know, dub- double us like, oh spring doesn't matter, and, yeah, they just got tilted. I think they'll be fine. I'm
0: just gonna say, not to open this can of worms back up, but my might, I, I should have said it last time. I think if TL doesn't make at least some sort of change somewhere, they don't make playoffs next split.
3: Well, they do make playoffs.
0: Just call me the kid, thanks so much for the call, and uh, we'll catch you next time.
3: Have a good one. All right. You want to move on to the next color? Uh, Yeah. All right.
0: 1997. Oh, he said like, got that. Pukes, thank you for the prime, and H2Ombre, thank you for the seven months. By the way, everyone, after the stream, we're going to be doing something that's going to help me out a ton, and I hope you guys can support it, What is a stream for a game called Raid Shadow Legends. If you uh do XMX, Travis, works... this. yes, hi. sorry, this one will make you happy okay Zen hi, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from?
9: I'm calling from Blacksburg Virginia
0: what uh do you want to talk about
9: uh I was uh just thinking about how with the uh kind of uh falling out of a lot of people from t l and what happened with um TSM fans after they stopped winning all the time is uh, when these big teams start losing again. A lot of the kind of bandwagoners disperse, and uh, EG could be a really good place for a lot of these people um, they are looking for like a winning team to support because um, they have a lot of entertaining like players and potential for good like branding and content.
0: Is this what you said it was going to make me happy, Mark?
9: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, smile
0: on you, your G. face. Alright. I uh okay, here's here's what I'll say that what I do like about this take. I think uh it is always good. Like I, I did not like it. normally whatever team Peter's on, at least for like the last four plus years, is like the most popular team in the league. And I don't usually like how popular that team is. I think it is better for the scene when we have fans spread out more evenly across different teams. And so if the argument here is uh, we will like lose some of the TL bandwagoners that were only there because they were winning, you know, are, theoretically, don't they just go to C9 Zen? But, you know, besides that, I think if they go to other teams, EG included, that could be good.
9: Yeah. Uh, the one thing about like C9, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not reading everyone else's mind here, but I feel like C9 is almost at like, I don't know, uh, terminal mass of their fans, um, at least in this incarnation, because although they're really good, they don't really have like the big charismatic players. Um, I know like Sneaky was a big reason why people stuck around because he was from that old school C9 where everyone, they were like the big meme squad and now they're like, professional and you know sometimes niski will like be extra but otherwise they're not like super big memers or whatever um but that's why people liked old school c uh c9 but i think this uh new eg has like um to use like pro wrestling terms they have like the baby face in like uh sven and uh 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 support zazel um that people everyone like thinks they're cool guys and likes to watch them play, and they like play standard in LCS you know uh league uh and then jezuke is kind of the heel that everyone likes like they're glad they're winning and but it's aggravating to watch because he's either going to like blow the whole game up or um people are gonna love him, but yeah, I mean, I
0: do hope that jezuke gets more North American fans because I think he is a great yeah hilarious I think he will. bombastic personality. I... And I hope that, like, I I, I need more interesting players to interview and for people to care about. And we've been losing a lot of them and replacing them with players that are not always the most charismatic. I think, you know, Jazuki is a player who I would love to see become more popular in North America.
1: I, uh, I don't know, man. You had me a little bit with this take, but then the reasoning kind of fell apart for me. 'Cause you pointed at C9. Like I, I like the oh, these teams are falling from grace, TSM's fifth now again, they're not killing it. TL's falling apart, someone's gotta pick up their fans. And then you pointed to C9 players, and like they're all pretty not all, a fair amount of them are pretty young. Both uh, you know, at this point Licorice is not in his third year, I think, but but Vulcan's in his second. Um they're pretty outgoing for the most part. Mm-hmm. Licorice, Niski, uh even Blabber, I don't think he's quite Media ready <laughs> compared to the other people on his team, but he's still like a pretty high energy guy from what I can tell. So, like, and they're winning by a significant no, amount, yeah. which is the best way. So, like, not the best comparison. Uh, because I was just look, thinking of
9: a way of making it like alternative was the only thing.
1: Yeah, I think EG players are not that like Jazuke Travis's point is a good one, but Kumo is not a good interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Sven and Zazel and Bang have been around forever. Bang's pretty funny, and I like Bang, but, like, I,
0: Sven, I don't Sven know. Sven is very nice. Um, yeah. Polite, professional. Uh, you know, I think he doesn't meme as much as when he did on C9. Zazel, I think, I love interviewing Zazel because his interviews are so, long, like, thoughtful. And, like, he has always has, like, a great answer to any question you ask him, which is more than I can say for like half the players in the LCS is they'll just give you like a very short answer or whatever. Whereas Nice like,
1: guys finish last Travis in LCS Twitter collection.
0: Well, uh, there, these are the evil guys. So I, I definitely, I wouldn't say so far as to say like EG players are boring or anything like that. I do agree. Kumo is shy and quiet. Um, but I think that the other players are a little bit, I, I, I disagree with the idea that like, they should go to EG because they can't go to C9 as fans, like as if EG's uh, got a more compelling lineup of players to really rally yeah. around unless you're like a huge Jazuke fan or something. But I do think that like if you are a TL fan or a fan who doesn't want to go be a fan of C9 because and maybe you've just never been a fan of C9 or you just, whatever, you know, you don't, you don't like how aggressive Jack is on Twitter. Um, you, <laughs> you, you, you EG is probably like a pretty good opportunity for, for you. Um, I mean,
2: I think EG is definitely going to pick up a lot of steam going into playoffs. Like, the way Juzuke has been playing, like, it's really fun to watch. Like, not only is he playing well, but it's like an exciting well. Like, he's not playing mm-hmm. a very calm game. And then on the back half, or the outside of game aspect is like, that guy is so sweet and so funny and so goofy. So, he's like really fun to hear talk about the game too i mean he like talks really fast and has european accent and stuff like that like there's just too many like positives to him right now i think if he it's kept like, playing poorly it'd be an issue but i think he's gonna get a lot more attention coming in the playoffs
9: I, I think he's like old school tsm wild turtle where he's like you know he's gonna flash forward and and either make or break the game and it's entertaining to watch for that um but he's also like you know he's wild turtle outside of the game and people are gonna like him um to watch him stream or just in content and i think their like youtube channel has like in the last month or so has really started to pick up on posting stuff about them um and i think they have a good chance to like if they do well in this uh playoff run have a like a platform to start you know really putting out a lot more lead content
0: I was a big fan of the cinematography on the Animal Crossing unboxing video that they had on their (laughs) YouTube channel. Um, No, I mean, I think... Look, we talked about EG as a brand before the start of the split. And I think... That was an episode I think we had Kelby on. And I was a big fan of the fact, in the same way that we were fans of FlyQuest making their play, like EG making the evil play. I don't think they have done as good of a job as they could have with that Um, and you certainly haven't seen it like I kind of expect more uh, in certain areas and so I I don't think they've fully delivered in that but I do think that now that they're performing really well they have an opportunity to take the reins a little bit on their story and their content stuff and so hopefully we see that happen
1: yeah I I hope they just kind of ditch some of the forced evil thing I think it's a fine, fine tagline, "Live Evil," but uh, I think if you just want to sit Jazuke down in front of a shitty American Italian food and have him roast it, like that's fine.
0: Well, first you know, off, like, that's a little evil. I'd watch that uh, in and of itself. Sure, right? but
1: you don't need to be like "Live Evil," roast Italian. Yeah. Like, you just could do it. You know, you just have fun.
0: I uh, I think I would love to see a Jazuke. Food review, Italian food Take review. Take him series. to Olive Garden. <laughs> I, th- I didn't know oh, you say that, but I yeah. made that joke in an interview I did with him where I was like, you should, I, I said, have you tried Olive Garden? He's like, Olive Garden? And I was like, yeah. Do you like unlimited breadsticks? He's like, breadsticks? And I was like, well, they're kind of like rolls, but long. I think. Does he understand, I understand English? English? I think it's just okay. sticks of bread. I think yeah. it's okay. I mean, it's, I don't think breadsticks is like an Italian thing. <laughs> Uh, even no, though maybe in America we think it is, I don't know. But I've never been to Italy. But I do think uh, Jazuke reviewing Italian food would be really good. Um, but EG won't make that content uh, because um, they're cowards. I'm going to say it right now. They won't make the content that I think they should make. All
1: right, Kat. Okay. Yeah, you're trying to make not sound like you're biased. Let's let's get on to the next call. So I'm just
0: trying not to simp out, Mark. Okay, that's all I'm trying to do. Right
1: <laughs> <there>. Twitch
3: chat. <laughs>
0: Twitch chat oh. said I was simping out a ton and uh i gotta i gotta fight back against the simping (laughs) 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 oh anyway zed any final thoughts before we move on to our next caller
9: just stay healthy people (laughs) hey good that's a good shout out thanks
0: Mm. have a good one
3: yep bye
0: all right we got two more callers to go as i was saying before we're doing a thing for raid shadow legends Please, right now we're at one out of 200. All I'm asking is, not, I like, the goal is 200, and if we get to 300, they gift 100 subs. <laughs> Hero One is here. Hero One, where are you calling from?
11: I'm calling from Kingsport, Tennessee.
0: Tennessee. What do you want to talk about yep. on the show?
11: Um, I think that CLG is going to have to, like, blow up both the roster and the management. Otherwise, they're just going to be dead in the water. Because... There, I mean, I know that we've you've talked about it before, but like, there's no social media reach. Their Twitter, no one on their team streams. Um, we've not been in the world since 2016. This is when no we're doing, Mark.
0: We got to kick what? CLG some more.
11: No, I mean, I'm i I've been a CLG fan since 2013. I love CLG.
0: Oh, I know. I'm just teasing because I I just I feel, it's so funny because I just feel like the. See, I mean it, it's good to have this conversation because they're now finally in tenth place. I think they're academy I mean we're not happy. gonna
1: talk about them for another seven weeks. I figured we'd give them a send off. Yeah. Yeah. Well unless they uh... a
2: <laughs> not a very nice send-off. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well
11: I was I mean I was just read their Twitter like their yesterday when they had their la- we had their last match and they had their Twitter like, Hey, we're gonna come back next split and do fine and then like every single reply was like, What fans? What fans?
9: Wait, really? Uh,
0: that was the reply on their, Twitter? on their
11: Twitter? Yeah, people were just saying what fans, what fans are you talking about?
1: Um. Oh, wow. So, like, I'm not the one making this negative. Okay, don't. <laughs> I thought we just had a send off for CLG. We said, hey, uh, I don't think they need to blow everything up. Okay.
11: Well, uh, no. I mean, like, for instance, I know that Travis has talked about before. Like, you know, MSG is kind of faceless. There is no like who's the leader. Like, since Hotshot has been completely gone, almost. So, I so mean, like we... anything that goes wrong, I mean, there's no accountability. It seems.
1: I know Travis's take on this. He thinks C L G is a uh, sinking ship or something. So I, I wanna hear what, what probably Prawley's thoughts are. What 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 should CLG do?
2: I mean mine are all gonna be gameplay related cuz I have no opinion on the outside like front office, back office, whatever the hell
1: you want to All guys right, so yeah, it. blow what do you blow up gameplay-wise or what do you what would you what would you keep, what would you sell? Well,
0: Mark, if I was uh at CLG, I would know a lot more about what's going on over there than I do right now. That's my take.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: First of all, you said
2: as the GM what would you do? And I'm like, "Well, I'd be a pretty shitty GM." Mark is just asking what I would do. And as an outsider, I'm very comfortable <laughs> giving my outside opinion, because okay,
0: okay. I'm not the GM of CLG. Give your outside opinion.
2: Alright. Uh, outside opinion, I'd probably slap Wiggly a few times and see what's up.
3: Okay. I think his last
2: summer was really good, and I have no clue why this spring he's just been playing so poorly this whole time. Um, I had a lot of hopes for him, so him playing poorly, I'm like, well, I'd beat it out of him. What happened? Uh, Ruin, I think I'm not super sold on still. I think he didn't play that well last year, and he's taking an import slot. I don't see his, like, big improvement, so I think Ruin would be a big question mark for me if I would want to keep it. Um Pobo-Elter did look good, and he seems like he has a different attitude coming into this, to CLG at the end. I see your boxers, I mark. know,
0: Mark just flashing us his underwear. <laughs> We're at TOS, please, everybody. Could I get some TOS on the chat?
3: <laughs> what's TOS? terms of service Terms of service.
1: Uh, like
0: our, um, our flashing boxers oh, I thought
1: I was th- like picking my cat up
0: you, were, yeah, you picked up the cat and then you but we could see your boxers hanging out down your shorts those are some me undies let's get a sponsorship for me undies I, mean, I wish I could I spent Flash so many hundreds time. of dollars not hundreds I spent a lot of money their underwear is expensive alright probably continue
2: Okay, oh, yeah, so yeah, other than those uh, the top side, I think Boling has been pretty underwhelming and honestly I just expect a lot more uh, I they brought Smoothie in for communication issues, which really scares me cuz that tells me either like Wigley's not communicating enough or mid or top like someone isn't doing their job. So Smoothie was supposed to come in to like be one and a half people or something like that. So I really don't like that kind of strategy of building a roster like everyone has to do their job properly. No one can be like understaffed when it comes into fundamentals of how to play the game. Everyone has to be a full person. Um so yeah, I would a lot of the I would say like three maybe three out of five I would have I would look to see what the options were. But yeah, during this yeah, corona outbreak, your options are kind of limited and you can't have face to face like practice or anything like that. So trying out people would be purely online. So I feel like they're in a pretty rough spot to make changes in general just based on what's happening right now, too.
1: I had to save my cat. Who are your, th- who are your two, Pobe and Wiggly? I'd say Pobe and then figure
2: out what's going on with Wiggly. Because w- I think he played really, really bad all split, but I think last summer I was a pretty big fan of how he played um, like early game in team mm-hmm. fights. So yeah, I YouTube said... His yeah,
11: three splits were like he was terrible in his first split and this split.
1: What did yeah you say? he's saying he was terrible in two out of three of his splits. Yeah. He, that yeah. Wasn't good in spring. I think that's fair, but he's those are his only three splits. Like there's plenty of players who don't peak in their first three splits. Like Khan, that's a pretty good player. Or SMEB. Maybe I'm thinking of Smeb. I think Khan actually peaked after a little bit later than that too. There's a number of players. I mean who six, they don't... peaked
0: pretty quickly. Like his best split was always his first one, right?
1: Yeah. I, and I think so, that's a little overhead. But yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, the point stands. like Each player's yeah. career is Here's different. NSI, at least, like, second place. Uh, America's team. We've,
3: yeah,
1: We've seen Wiggly uh, have sparks, so I, I totally understand what Prawley's saying. I think Rune's someone that has looked good enough for me in this current weird environment that I probably couldn't find a, a significant upgrade for him. And he has moments where he looks good. Uh, I was never bought in on the third all-pro team for him last summer, but I also don't think he's, he he clearly can sometimes hard carry games. He's done it a couple. I think the team is just bad right now. Um, and I think what you're saying about bot lane, like those are players who have played for a, a fair amount of years now, going on four for most of them. And so it's not an upward trajectory. They did they did play pretty well with bio in spring. So I'm also not 100% sure, but those bot and bot uh, maybe jungle and top Hobelt even I don't know they're all up for me but I, I totally agree I think what probably said was about the communication was the most interesting thing just you can't have a player who's supposed to come in and do things for people like if your mid sucks at vision control it's not like you can just pick up a jungler to do that the whole time because that's going to come at the cost of something else
11: and I, d- I did want to mention that like so CLG only has song and they have one analyst and then Weldon that's it in terms of you know Coaching.
1: They've They've got some people behind the scenes for sure, and I don't believe any staff is that shallow at this Texas, point. I've got some industry. academy
0: players that are lights out good. Dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. Okay. Jack's hoping uh, to make some money during the, the break. Yeah. Well,
11: if anyone can give me some hope about CLG and how they're not going to just you know die into the, like, fade away, that'd be great.
0: Um, I have no hope for you i yeah, like, can't tell you that jack I, can tell yeah. you some players he can't sell you that i feel i just feel so bad for anybody at clg like staff players etc because it's just got to be so depressing i mean like it's a bad split for tl ninth place you know like expectations so high but when you're tweeting like we're gonna try to do this be better for the fans next year and all the replies are or next split and all the replies are what fans like Oh God, that's such a bad environment to be like working in. I don't know. I felt need... so bad just reading it. CLG needs a reboot, um, for sure. Hero one, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller?
11: No, uh, thank you for having me on, and shout out to Alienware.
3: Yeah,
0: Ragus in the chat right now says hi, guys. We're talking about academy <laughs> players. What's up, Ragus? Yeah. All right, uh, we got one more caller.
3: Ragus has to be careful. He's not a. Uh...
0: He's not breaking any rules be right lonely. Oh, Soul Hunter. Soul Hunter, where are you calling from?
12: Egypt, uh, Alexandria,
0: Egypt. Wow, Egypt. Yeah. That's sick. I oh, think yeah. our only international caller of the show. Um, yeah. What do you <laughs> what do you want to talk about on the show?
12: <laughs> DSM and how they are really, really one dimensional. They only can play through to blame. How Dark is really, really insane, good, uh, insanely good uh, jungler early. But man, he's so bad uh, mid and late game. And how Birksen just can't play anything besides Sandra. And even if he get uh, advantage on any other champion, like uh, the game versus CLG when he played earlier, he played really good and got fed uh, in the early 15, 20 uh, minutes. Then after, after this, we didn't see him in any fight. He, wasn't, uh, he didn't do anything for the next 20 minutes till the last fight when he get uh, both the mid and AD carry uh, and get a trouble kill and finish the game. Also, the bot lane isn't that guaranteed. Uh, late game-winning uh, idea that people was talking about before the season start.
0: I uh, I love that you know I think TSM tries to position itself as a global brand, and they are such a global brand that somebody will call from Egypt into a show in the middle of the night, show being taking place in LA just to shit on TSM.
12: It's seven a.m. in Egypt right now.
0: It's not middle of the night. It's start of the morning. Hey, listen, with my sleep schedule, seven a.m. is the middle of the night. But uh, let (laughs) me let me tell you though. I uh, I absolutely love that we have a caller from Egypt calling into shit on TSM. That's so great. All right. Yeah. So... N- n- oh, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: it's, it's tough. I still see them beat C9 in some of their other games.
3: And I'm like, <laughs>
1: hey, cats are being crazy.
3: I
0: don't
1: know
3: if I'm you heard like, that. like, hey. Did you hear the,
0: the cats? <laughs> um I didn't hear the cats. I don't want to hear the cats. Give me your fucking TSM take, Mark.
1: All right. My take is that they have a really high ceiling, and it's hard to completely dismiss it from my head, but I am very confused at why they've been so inconsistent, and the only thing I've been saying all split long is just draft-related things, but I feel like it has to be more than that, because I I don't know why you'd be this inconsistent in draft-dependent. So i i see what the caller saying i think the thing i'm most disappointed about a little bit is is their bot lane i was hoping for a little bit more out of kabe and bio but they seem pretty i don't think they're bad by any means i don't see them like fucking up lanes or anything like that but i also don't really see them getting many advantages for their team quite like and i understand they're not the focal point but it's not like na is this like barnburner region where they can't just sometimes fuck people up 2v2
0: I just like the thing that confuses me so much about TSM was I feel like a couple weeks ago it was like, yeah, these guys are definitely the second best team in the league. And then like they just fall off a cliff.
1: They're zero. Let me double check this. I think they're zero Uh, three in their last three games. Yeah, there's zero three in the last three games. And
12: all of the last three games, uh, they used to win uh, through to blame, through broken That's everybody knows this. Everybody knows how they're going to play the game. But when you watch the last three games, they, uh, if each and uh, every one of the three teams had a tank top, or the three games, they played on top. Uh, even, uh, I guess, first game versus Mortals, I think, uh, ganged, uh, Broken Blade played uh, Gangplank, and that Kill early, but after this, after uh, Oren gets uh, level 10 or level 11, you're not going to kill him anymore. So you have to play through other lane, which they couldn't do through mid, through bot through anything. Uh, plus, uh, When uh, Mark just said uh, about uh, Kobe and Bifrost, they are really good, but the problem is when you compare them to uh, someone like Kudison in his last five games or someone like Bang, and I'm not talking even about Cloud9, like they are in another hand in another way, but Bang and Kudison are playing so much better. They're both When you reach a 40-minute game or when you reach a 35-minute game, You know that they're going to have a really good fight. They're going to have a really good team fight. Uh, They know how to position. They know how to get kills, health, move up and down. But now when you watch Kobe, he gets caught a couple of times. He doesn't do... What do you expect from him damage? As a sort of damage?
1: Yeah, I mean, I forget which game. I think it was against FlyQuest when he was playing against Syndra um here's a felios he got one shot once in the mid lane because he stepped too far forward and he instantly bought MR and then played the whole rest of the game really scared um and that was kind of the moment where i was like "Ooh, i don't know if i like like what i'm seeing right now at a c9's bot or tsm's bot lane and i don't think i actually saw anything that changed my opinion on that um so i mean i'm i'm kind of on the same page as the caller i just i think i'm a still a little bit more positive because like we were talking about earlier about fixable problems and stuff. Like so much feels draft dependent. Like you're, you're highlighting they they gave up Oren three times in a row in their losses and I'm like, "Well, you could not do that. You could ban it. What does it look like when you do that?" He's like Oren is so clearly the only good tank top lane uh, that if you struggle against tank top lanes like going to playoffs, like just fucking ban it.
2: Mm-hmm. So like
1: some of these things feel really fixable.
2: Nah, no, I'd say I agree, they are very one-dimensional, but I don't think it's a terrible thing. I do remember um, when like, C9 first picked up Licorice, they were very one-dimensional, where they're only mm-hmm. playing through Licorice, and they eventually learn more and more. Um, so I'd say like if that's your baseline start in Spring Split, this is how you're going to play, I'm fine with that, because at least you have something. Uh, and I think it does fit, like they picked up Kabe and Biofrost, I don't think either of them are... Like, Resource hogs, where they're gonna call like Come bot lane and stuff like that. So I think it kind of fits the team a bit by having that bot lane. Um, so hopefully in summer though they become a bit more like dynamic with their play style. But I think so far being one dimensional is okay. I will say Kave hasn't been super hard carry. He's always been a good team fighter, but I have been listening to the TSM listen listen ins that they have. And one thing that makes me really curious is I feel like he's talking a lot. Like, calling more than I would expect an AD carry to. Like, the role on the team for communication. So when you say, like, yeah, you don't think Dardoch's mid-late game is that strong, I think maybe that's part of it. Is, like, is like, kind of stepping into the role because no one else is taking it. That's my assumption, at least. And he's fulfilling this, hey, we should go here, let's do this, hey, let's back off. And if you're a jungler support and you're not the one making that call yourself, there's going to be some kind of brain lag where you have to hear the information and process it and then make the right choice. Um, so I'm not too surprised when I hear those listen-ins. Obviously, it's not the whole picture, uh, but I mean, I'm I'm very curious why they're very inconsistent, and I would have to say it's I don't know. I think their maybe shot calling is not on the right roll right now. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, just even going back as far as I mean, it's it's a really long time ago. But like their first Immortals loss and some of their other ones, even even in this back three games where games stall out and you you kind of don't see confident engages. If it's not like Broken Blade, who's able to? I think Broken Blade seems to be like the only one who's confident about finding good engages, and it's limited to like set and maybe mm-hmm. a couple like maybe. Dardock on J4, a couple of other picks, but it, it, is, it is it does feel pretty limited on what they feel good in fights.
0: Hey Soul, just out of curiosity, are you a TSM fan?
3: Yeah,
12: I'm gonna get slammed as <laughs> what I love.
0: <laughs> I could always hey. tell when as a TSM fan because they call in with the most angry TSM <laughs> takes. They're always the most disappointed um and to be fair i like i think that's a good it's a good no, it's a good i like the it passion
1: it he got a lot of a lot of props from uh, the the twitch chat they, they really liked how engaged and passionate he was no so. it's good i mean i'm not i'm not yeah. trying to
0: flame him i just like as soon as he started his his take on like his frustrations with the team i immediately knew that he was a tsm fan because only the tsm fans ever feel that frustrated
2: oh yeah one thing we didn't mention or neither me and mark mentioned is yep yeah, bjergsen hasn't been that hot this split other than Syndra.
0: No, I kind of brought texting. this up. I Pretty think halfway through the split, where we were talking about ranking, maybe it was. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I think Mark and I talked about it over lunch, back before. Yeah, th- I'm talking no, about no, no,
1: here. No. He meant today.
5: Yeah, he's today. actually Watching the show, not he in the history of it. your
0: life. No, he's I know. Actually I was mentioned
12: once. Uh, I was just saying, uh, like, in a previous episode, I don't remember.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, he had a zillion game. I was just. He's he's had you got one game.
1: I think his Aurelia game was decent when it was Aurelia set and they were diving back line. Uh That was pretty good. Like he's clearly still good, um, even on other champs. But he's definitely there's games where he's feels like he's invisible, uh, which is just not what you want to hear about Bjergsen.
0: I was just gonna say that it was a flashback to a conversation I had with Mark. And uh, I thought,
2: yeah, hear Dana, you say Aurelia, Azir, and Zillion.
0: So that's, that's, oh. Those are
2: three games other than his Cinder games oh, that he played well. Like,
1: we can hear you, Travis.
2: We're just trying to you, not talk about some fucking lunch
1: you. conversation.
2: But for Bjergsen's, like stature of what we expect out of him, it needs to be, I don't know, 12 out of 18 games that he's playing very well in. I'd say it's like the probably low end of what I would expect out of him. And I'll say Actually, one, of, get
5: 12.
12: one of the Zero games, uh, the ones he one uh, I saw uh, the first uh, team fight, when he got a vintage, it was really, really good. But actually, it was really, really good from Dardak and They had a really good engage and really good uh, driven EQR, which yeah, uh, made, them, made this battle pretty really damn easy for him. But the next two fights, he actually was playing really bad. So uh, there's one uh, behind uh, the, Baron, uh, the Baron Bush. He stood for like one minute. Didn't know how to engage uh, fees. If, if he could engage or not, he was just waiting uh, on a Atrox uh, R on Jarvan R, and he was just watching. He doesn't know if he, if you gonna engage or not. Oh, yeah. So I felt uh, like for for someone like Grixison, for for a team like TSM, when you talk about TSM, you think Grixison, and when you watch the Zayzy play now, you feel like no, if broken as you just said, if Broken bit plays well, they're going to play well because they're going to have a, a, real, uh, a real engage in the mid and late game. But if Broken Bit didn't play well, they're not going to win. Yeah. I mean, it is decisive anymore.
1: Yeah, I think, I don't think he's, like I said, I don't think he's bad. I think he's still really good. Uh, it's just a lot of the drafts, too, have been been weirder drafts. Um, but, you know, stuff like his Diana, his Renekton, Maokai. Uh, you know, he's he's had some games where I'm looking back at these and I'm remembering them, and I'm not very impressed. Uh, like, like a LeBlanc game, a Zillion game, some of these. Yeah, I, I think I think the point's fair. You know, he's he's had great games on a number of champions. I don't think Bjergsen has a champion pool problem. I think the
3: team has a problem making things happen off certain picks. Well.
0: Do you have anything you would like to add from Egypt for us? Uh,
12: get a cat,
0: man. Just get a cat. If I can show my, uh, my camera right now. My
3: cat. <laughs> Wait, sorry, what's that? Yeah.
1: wants to show his cat?
3: cat. Do you, I, I don't have a way to like take your me. camera
0: uh, because we're <laughs> in this call. Do you have a picture you could set of the cat?
1: Uh, I'll try. Yeah. I'll try tweet, to tweet at travis name gafford name. Uh, cat for kobe and show a <laughs> picture of your cat if everyone has cats who's watching
12: actually i retweeted really at him uh cat for kobe before but eh, <laughs> it doesn't seem like i want to listen to this
1: i think the TV problem thing. is there's not enough evidence that cats are great so he needs pictures of your cats tweeted at him <laughs> uh, so Please, anyone watching on youtube after this or just right now feel free to tweet at travis gafford cat
0: for kobe well i don't need that um <laughs> thank you though for the suggestion thanks so much for the call it's it's been really cool to uh to have you on and and i uh always appreciate a good tsm to take to to uh, close out the show
1: thank you.
0: thank you everyone
1: okay the only thing i feel like we missed talking about a little bit was golden guardians um oh, luckily yeah. they're in playoff so we'll, we'll we'll get another chance so i don't feel quite as bad but uh 6th place, when I think most people were expecting it to be 10th, was, is pretty impressive, and they had a really hot end to get there, so I just want to give a little head tap to, to Golden Guardians.
2: And they went through them. a roster swap, too.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I, uh, I, I agree, and I think like the storyline of them getting into playoffs, where you needed everything to align, it's, it's interesting that there needed to be a lot of things to align to create uh, playoff opportunities for Golden Guardians and TL to make it through, and Golden Guardians was able to pull it out and TL wasn't when offered basically the same opportunity, so
1: it was actually way easier for TL too, like uh Golden Guardians had to three0 the weekend. I think TL just needed to get one to to even get into the tiebreaker conversation. Yeah. so it's pretty pretty tragic.
0: Did you see hunters tweet about with the uh, Golden Guardians is a 10th place team? team? SpongeBob team? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I don't think I saw it, but... Yeah, there's a little victory lap. Um, Good news, by the way. This whole show, I have been embarrassed because nobody had signed up, I thought, for the Raid Shadow Legends thing. I found out there was an issue with my widget. We're actually at 15 out of 200 instead of 1 out of 200. Thank God. Mark, do you have anything you want to shout out? Plug here at the end? You're up to a massive 15
1: instead of (laughs) 1. out of 200 <laughs> what, do, what what happens if 15,
0: I type ex- per,
2: 15 times more?
1: And what happens if I type exclamation point raid? You
0: get a link to download the game and play it.
1: Okay, do I have to click it? Uh, or do I just need to do it? To you have to raid?
0: you have to play it and then open it up and get through the tutorial for your if your name will show up on the screen. I feel bad for the 15 people who didn't get their names up on the screen. I will request uh with my contacts over there
1: Okay, so I actually to, to, to increase your number is what I was trying to figure out. I can't just type exclamation point rate. Right? I need to actually go through all this.
0: Mark, this is a sponsored stream. Do not say the next sentence that I think you ought to say.
1: I'm just asking. I'm trying yes. to help you out. I'm trying yes, to figure yes. out you what you to need to do. You have to do the do.
0: tutorial uh, okay. to do it, which is very easy, and it's free to play. So you just download all right, the program. right, I'll do it right now. And you play. I'll
1: actually leave the show and do it right now. Okay,
0: thank God. Probably. <laughs> Bye, Mark. Anything you... <laughs> Anything you, think you got coming down the pipeline? Anything you want to shout out? Um No, I wanna
2: shout out uh the currently on hiatus Monday Night League cast. Miss you guys. Um except for the guy that's next to me usually. Is it on hiatus? And that then... shit
0: is dead, I think. It <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess it's over, right? We, we don't know. you get Riot in their announcement, they're like, yeah, we're going online. Everything's great. Everything's cool. Mo- no, Monday Night League is now uh, not a thing. Uh, it's uh, Saturdays and Sundays. Two It's so much more difficult to add
2: one more day of this online broadcast when there's so many things that can go wrong. So, yeah, I actually wanted to shout out the LCS broadcasting team because making it as easy as it is for us to broadcast LCS from the comfort of our rooms, our very plain rooms, but still our rooms is... Uh, I don't know. Pretty great, and it's pretty awesome to be a part of it.
0: Uh, F in the chat for Monday Night League, because uh, we don't
1: know it's dead yet. All right. Hopefully it's Travis. not. and hopefully we get some more Gabby on the broadcast.
3: Yeah. Hey, don't put that in my
0: box. My raid widget isn't showing. They're refreshing <laughs> it so that people's names can pop up on the stream, but it's not. It's not popping up. So <laughs> <I> don't <laughs> <know>. push it away. <laughs>
1: Uh, Travis, can we... Can we can we end uh, the show? Yes. Uh, I've got (laughs) interviews
0: coming up. Stay on the stream, please. I'm begging you. I need this. Uh, Stick around. Watch me play Raid Shadow Legends. I'm just going to be hanging out. We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff. We can talk about TL sucking. We can do a bunch of stuff. Um, But I feel bad that the widget's not working and the raid folks are paying me money, so I just... uh, I need your support at this time. Either way, thanks everyone for watching. This will be... Hotline League is on 116 in the can.